0: Our, I, don't I don't know, know where our, our network, network is, is. Oh, they're, oh, they're sending, sending audio, audio back, back, back to, to us. us something is wrong there <laughs> welcome to free talk live or
1: whatever the show is now
0: yeah hopefully uh, it sounds like our network's connected uh they're just they were feeding our <coughs> audio, audio back, back to, to, us to us and, and they still are. are so hopefully they'll uh they'll figure that out and we'll be able to have a show that works properly tonight so welcome to the uh, the live sunday edition of Free Talk Live. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. And of course, uh, you can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up absolutely anything that you want. There's a story I've I've been holding on to here uh, for a little bit that I wanted to cover because, you know, a lot of us here, Richie, you're the host of uh, The Anarchist Experience at anarchistexperience.com. Thank you, sir. Uh, I imagine you kind of would agree with me that all these government laws and such I don't believe in their system. I don't see why they would apply to uh, to any of us to begin with, besides the fact that they've got men with guns who are willing That's to
1: That's the it, only reason uh, why they apply. To do right. violence. It's the threat of violence.
0: You. Right. But uh but even in their own system, even if you believe in the system. I don't. You I don't. believe in the no, system? No, of course not. What about you, Melanie?
2: It exists. <laughs> it should die. <laughs> it it definitely exists
0: in the minds of people, right? Because if people didn't believe in the idea of the state, then people would see them clearly for what they are, which is a criminal gang. But yeah. for now, they still believe in it. People still believe that, you know, the system works and, yeah, and the, it might be messed up. But, and
1: the people there are good and they have the best interests of society in mind. Well, and I don't that's
0: think they the, think that that's true. I mean, they don't like – some people don't like Trump. Some people don't like Obama. So, I mean, they see – that some of these guys are bad they can see that clearly the, right. the people on the other side are bad but right. they can't see it clearly the people they're
1: that- the, their guys are the good ones and right. all we got to do is vote in the good ones right and then everything gets better
0: so yeah so they still believe this myth- mythology surrounding the state that doesn't seem that's going to go anywhere anytime soon especially with people being so um cowardly maybe is the right that's word that's a good
1: term i've used that recently
0: you got a lot of people Cowardous. We, we saw last night there were some Uh, statistics and polls that have been done that show that roughly two out of three americans think that things are so-called reopening too fast so it has
2: always had been illegal it has always been legal to stay home you can always just stay home if that's what you want to do
0: everything can reopen and they don't have to change their lifestyle at all one out of ten americans uh believes that things should go back to normal
1: I don't know if that's a good thing either. Like that normal wasn't particularly well, good for I think freedom and liberty the, either.
2: I think it's more like an election, and those are the two options that you. So between those options, oh, okay. between complete authoritarianism, that is telling you literally you can't go to work and back to how it was. Yeah, among those options.
0: Yeah, I don't think they were talking about anything more Richie than normal being being able to like go somewhere and sit down to eat being able to go somewhere and not have someone in a mask talking to you sure that kind of normal all right um one out of ten support that so that's kind of the world that we're in right now and it's crazy uh but even in the system even under this you know purported set of rules this constitution their statute state statutes federal codes all this legal mumbo jumbo even underneath that system there's a strong argument that executive orders are not laws, but and they are
1: enforced, and that's the important part.
0: Are they? Well, some of them are, some of them aren't. Okay. Here in New Hampshire, we haven't seen a whole lot of enforcement of the executive orders.
1: That's the only important thing. If they're not going to enforce it, it's as it's you know
0: as good as the paper it's written on. It's trash. But in some states, we have seen them tackling people and arresting people, and
2: I mean, you've seen that here. They, ar- I think they are actually arrested, but they definitely confronted. Some people at the park in Concord. You're talking
0: about the parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That did happen. There's video. No, but also,
2: I was at the park today, and for the most part in my experience in New Hampshire, the cops want nothing to do with this. Really? But, yeah.
0: Well, in uh, Keene, they're not wearing masks, which I was really pleased to see.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Like, we go, like, I... I'm not saying it doesn't affect me because it does because there's things that I can't actually accomplish. But I'm not paying attention to them, and I've not been given any trouble. And I have not seen anybody been given any trouble. they It's this and it's not like anybody's hiding it. The mm-hmm. cops seem to just want nothing to do with this. They don't even drive by the lockdown protests.
0: That that much is true. They uh, seem to be almost purposely avoiding the uh, the yeah. large lockdown protests. Because they they're cer- there
2: for a paycheck, they don't care about this. They don't want to fight us.
0: Good, good. Yeah. Then just stay stay out of the way. And well, they certainly drive by the uh, the nightcaps that we've been doing here in King because we're right in the heart of downtown. It's hard to avoid that. But they circle. drive yeah.
2: by that road all night anyway right. on yeah. a weekend. So, yeah. so they're they're just I can't not say even, that's about y'all.
0: They won't even look over. Like we watch. <laughs> yeah, like they, they have. have
2: they have to drive down that road because it's the main road but they're like I don't see anything
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is good which is what you want right if if they're not going to enforce it then it's as good as like I said as good as paper unenforceable don't worry about it which supports
2: my proposition that like if you make the cops jobs harder than they think it's worth getting paid for they'll just stop
1: yeah Uh, but unfortunately that takes a little bit of time to become a known entity wherever it is you are where they go like nope he's not worth the hassle You're going to get arrested a few times. I mean, I was in Manchester, and
2: there's not really a big, like, civ this presence there. And we went and got some uh, food, and there were some kids playing at the park, and there were not any cops caring about it. That's good.
0: good. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't, like, barricade the park off or something like that. There's, like, a
2: sign that says, the playground is closed. (laughs) Please stand six feet away if you're walking the trail. And then, like, nobody cares.
0: Good. Uh, Speaking of New Hampshire, we're going to go to Dave, who's in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello? Dave in New Hampshire. Oops, it would help if I turned you up there. Let's try this. Yes, we have you now. Go ahead. Can
3: you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes.
0: Hello? I hear you. Okay.
3: So, Aaron McKeon... Over, uh, yeah, Aaron McKeon over at, uh, reopen in H is floating an idea that I think could be really powerful and they're discussing it over there. Uh, I guess the idea of setting a day, maybe someone else has already had this idea, setting a day at some point, I don't know, some weeks in the future or days in the future, uh, where we just, and, that's the day we're going to reopen. We're just going to go ahead and reopen, right? And hope mm-hmm. that at least one percent of businesses go ahead and do it, and it becomes an act of mass civil disobedience. May eleventh.
1: Just... Let's make that day May eleventh.
3: Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but there, you know, there would have to be some
0: <laughs> <Tomorrow>. degree of <Okay. laughs> <laughs>
3: some some degree of uh, some degree of time to get the word out. Um, but uh, it struck me as a fairly powerful idea, and uh, hopefully that will uh, that will push a little further.
0: Yeah. Um, I had heard there was some discussion about this. Uh, in You mentioned Manchester, actually, Melanie. Um, some of the Keen folks went to Manchester on Saturday for the Manchester protest that was out front of uh, the City Hall, which sadly wasn't attended by more than a handful of people. Keen was about half uh, the, the attendance <laughs> at that particular event. But it was super cold and super windy out in, in that uh, that day. But th- we went back to one of the uh, the organizers' houses after that, and Jack Schimmick was there. And he's one of the nice. main guys who uh, has been helping kind of organize these protests that have been happening here. And so that was one of the ideas that was, was put forth at that meetup, uh, was that business owners, you know, having some sort of a pledge, basically, to get business owners on the same page and say – you know, I'll I'll reopen if if you reopen, kind of thing, because people don't want to feel like they're alone. Uh, was the idea? Is that kind of what you're uh, you're talking about, Dave?
3: This seems like more of an idea of just setting a date and then hoping people follow. And I think it would work. You know, I mean, you see how how fast people followed when someone organized a rally at the state house. It started. to I mean, it really ballooned into a lot of people. There's enough there there to do a great deal, and the government does not have the will to uh to crack down on a reopening. And this would take this out of Governor Sununu's hands and he would probably be glad to have it taken out of his hands, this decision of when to do things and and how to do how to do them. Well that would
1: be the question, mm-hmm. who sets the date? Because if it's the state setting the date on when everyone else can reopen know. versus the business owners coming together and saying like, All right, we're just doing it you know.
3: That's yes, that's an important we're distinction. Just doing it. That's exactly what it should be.
0: Yep. Well, if you hear about when that date's supposed to be, definitely let us know. Dave, I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, there's also some talk about doing like a beach party thing because apparently they've closed the beach down in Hampton and the Seacoast yep. area. Um, so that may happen. There may be... Talk
1: of making sand igloos.
0: There's talk about doing like a beach party, I think, on um, Memorial Day, I Okay. And, That's uh, coming out. That's like two weeks away. Two weeks. And then there's also maybe a visit to the governor's house, uh, possible. That might be fun as well. So uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Of course, if you know anybody who is opening in spite of government threats, definitely want to hear about any business owner who's got the, the courage to do that, because they're sadly few and far between. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. If you want to join us, it's Free Talk number for you. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord call in line rooms. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. So head over there, jump into one of those rooms. You will sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Now, Intercoin is built to help uh, democratize power to the people and their local communities. Cryptography enables people to hold secure and private elections about any matter of community governance and could even be used for securely tallying and reporting results for national elections. Intercoin has also pioneered provably random polling that is unaffected by poor voter turnout or spoiler effects. It can be used to continuously adjust levers of monetary policy, such as how much UBI to issue the next day. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. and We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. We continue here. Are executive orders the same thing as laws? Well, opinion piece at the Washington Times says no, they're not. Uh, but we'll tell you more about that coming up here in just a moment. Let's first go to Kelly, listening in Missouri to KWTO in Springfield. Go ahead, Kelly.
4: I love your show, and I Thanks. agree with one of the, uh, the lady on your panel that was saying, you know, if you want to stay home, stay home. You know, you have a yep. choice. But my, my thing is what's really ignorant about this is right now I just read that San Francisco had a 300 percent increase in homeless people, counting the tents on the roads. 300 percent. And I'm just saying this, that the cure has been just an, an abomination on our, economy, our on our economy. And what I would also say, based on that, what are you going to do with these people now? They don't have a place to live. They're now in a tent. Put them in they're hotels. are not going to be able to quarantine them.
0: Oh, yeah, they're putting them up in <laughs> hotels in San Francisco. I mean, uh, that, that there was actually a news story last night. Apparently, they're also providing them with free drugs. <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. That's but, also a drug. But and you
4: know, are they going to pay the hotel owners? Sorry, go ahead. They're not getting everybody. There's a 300% increase. So they're, they're, they're right. not getting everybody. No, and, 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 they just got to open more you know, hotels. And, and, they're just
2: going to give the hotels and, to the people who've been homeless for 30 years <laughs> and never did anything and not the guy who like got kicked out because of the lockdown. Well, but well,
0: the problem is the <laughs> hotel owners, they're going to get paid, but it isn't going to be enough to repair all the damage from the trashed hotel rooms from having a bunch of drunk people. Uh, you know, drug right. addled heroin addicts. Refloor,
1: re carpet, recurtain, repaint. All of it. <laughs> Here's
0: another question. Here's another question for you. Yeah. And I,
4: I'm so glad I don't live out on the East Coast or the West Coast. The Midwest is just a little bit more, I think, a little bit more common sense in these areas out okay. here. But, you know, I, I'm so thankful I don't live in a liberal point of view because it's it's trashing everything that this country is built on. And liberalism is stealing our rights. They're stealing our rights. She just made a comment a few minutes ago. And executive orders are not part of the Constitution and my rights. And it just makes me angry. And to all the liberal dads out there, I wish you happy Mother's Day today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kelly, just keep in mind – I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying there necessarily, but keep in mind a lot of these – uh, crackdowns have been coming from Republicans as well. So, I mean, it's not like there's any real significant difference uh, between the Republicans and Democrats on this. They are all authoritarians as far as the eye can see. And, you know, there's really been no yeah, exception. Yeah, but
4: but the ones that are clinching that, and take the governor in Chicago, for instance. Mm-hmm. A lot of them that are clinching on even tighter seem to be more on the liberal point of view.
5: That may now, be the other true. thing I
4: would say is this. Yeah, the other thing I would say is what really... Uh, but it really also gets me is when they first decided to do this, they did not treat every state differently the way we really are. And the density of population and the amount of disease and things that we have in certain areas of the country are much different. And if you broke it down on what COVID-19 is really affecting now that we know that, a lot of these states don't even have an abundance of what that is attacking and making people vulnerable. So I would say that New York and California not only is not the same as South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, but Missouri is not just like Texas and all the rest. Right. They should have planned this out based on what was going on on record, but which he, we already had percentage wise.
1: Even the shutdown and reopen are governor decisions, right? Which is why there's arguments amongst on, on the their
2: stands. face, their governor decisions.
1: Well, they're not all listening yeah. to the diktats of President Trump
0: no they're well, not they, they shouldn't they're have the planned coordinate. anything honestly they, they should have just stayed the hell out of it understood and let the marketplace respond right however the marketplace decided to respond but Maybe the governor some...
1: of missouri doesn't have to follow suit to what the governor in california is doing no they can doesn't. operate
0: independent, or she or whoever it is yeah. well
4: i'm in missouri now i'm in missouri now and um all the restaurants are pretty much either at 25 they're at 25 percent capacity and working their way forward mm-hmm. um I'm in retail and our company has opened up and we started on a smaller scale of people, but what they're going to find out is this unemployment rate is going to go up higher anyway. And it's going to be because businesses have taken this time to think about smarter ways of running their business. And and they're not going to be hiring back the bulk of the people that they let go because they're realizing they've had a breath of fresh air for a few minutes based on the government giving them money. To where they've had time to put pen to paper and analyze what they can let
0: go and what well, they need or to if keep. they
2: even are still there by the time that, if they're even still there by the time they're allowed to to reopen or able to right. reopen.
0: Well, plus the uh, customer base is going to be dried up to some extent too because people are they don't have as much money that they you know they've been working. Uh, not everybody's gotten the unemployment right. Like some yeah. people have tried to get the unemployment, but the website crashes and it's you know government website, so of course it sucks. <laughs> or if you yeah. just and, have
2: had your hours cut, then you don't get any right. unemployment, but you just now have less money. Yeah.
4: So there's going to be fewer well, well. Also think about this. Also think about this in retail world. They're inviting people to come back a certain amount, and they're still keeping some on furlough they want to keep and work back in. But the people that are coming back into the retail world and 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 coming the first to come back. They're losing a well. In this case, for instance, uh, it could be up to a thousand dollars a month, uh, based mm-hmm. on the six hundred and whatever you get in your unemployment, based on your state. And when you do that, you're now taking a job. And if you're a commission salesman, you may not get paid till the end of the month. Right. So now you're working four weeks, losing your unemployment and all the other benefit, to just to get back. You could earn a check again and try to get back to normal. Well, just the whole thing back. is screwed right. up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and you could do that, but then you don't have a job, and so. I'm grateful to have a job because there's there's fourteen percent unemployment, which could even be higher because all the measuring apparatuses are stupid anyway. <laughs> but I would just say this i I think I think I'm not i I not only don't think, but I know for a fact, and I'll go on record, I'm not willing to give up my rights out of fear, and mm-hmm. I'm not willing to let them dip into my constitutional rights. Just because um, there's a bulk of liberals out there and some conservatives, but a lot of them are basically liberals who don't want to go back to work because many of them are making more money on unemployment right now than they made an entire week uh, when they were working.
1: That's a a, a smart financial decision on their part, though, right? They're being incentivized (laughs) to stay home. You can't fault them for going, like, I can get paid three grand for not working, or I can go to work and get paid two. Like, I mean, what's that's the
2: it, t- hey, if you're going to do that for a couple months and be like, this is my short term strategy, okay, fine. But as a longer term thing, you have to be like, okay, if I just don't go to work for like six, seven months, I'm going to have a problem at some point. Kelly, at good, some
1: point, but good, you can push that out as far as you want.
2: Thanks for the call,
0: Kelly. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the thoughts. Uh, Toll free number tonight, 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. Of course, then you also have the – I think the Democrats in Congress have introduced a $2,000 monthly – even more so. Bill go back to work? As well, uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us on the radio live Sunday. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money
6: around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat right in the mobile app, and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi tier.
0: Masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org DiviProject.org It's Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the show. As always, you can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got the Discord call-in-line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin, cash, and Dash? Well, with any pay, you can now earn passive income for every purchase made in those currencies at those businesses if you are the one who set them up, so you want to download the AnyPay Cash Register app uh, and then you know set it up for yourself. Try it out. Test it. Make sure you know how it works. Get familiar with it. Then install it at a real-life business and tell them you did it at AnyPayInc.com. So you got to let them know so they can give you the credit uh, for getting that business on board. And do it soon while they're reopening. That's right. AnyPayInc.com. As we go back to your calls, your thoughts. Then coming up, the opinion piece, which I thought was really interesting, over at uh, Washington Times, titled "Executive Orders Are Not Laws." We go first, though, to Jimmy in Missouri, listening online. Go ahead, Jimmy.
7: Yeah, um, I'd like to mention a couple of things. Uh, one of them is uh, Trump announcing that he's going to start nationalizing food production next week.
0: What and
7: uh, yeah, and House Bill six. 6- six 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 which is the trace act which is uh uh spending a hundred billion dollars on uh on hiring people to be uh contact tracers that will uh and go around you know i guess sniffing out people that may have uh, had contact with somebody with also known as snitches yeah but uh first the uh is this a pl- is this gonna Trump. be
2: attached to a universal health care bill
7: uh, that, that was a joke I, Not that I can tell That's... But uh, with, uh, with the Trump's tweet He said, uh, starting next week At my order, the USA Will be purchasing from our farmers Ranchers and specialty crop growers Three billion dollars worth of Dairy, meat, and produce For food lines and kitchens Quote, farmers to family Food box, great news For all
1: So it's a bailout for the farms, sounds like
2: yeah, I don't know if that constitutes nationalize. I mean, it's not good. I don't know if that constitutes nationalizing farming.
1: Well, I had I had a customer oh. at my regular job suggest that we should have nationalized the factories early on to make sure that there was <laughs> enough mask production being done. And why didn't we? We did it in
2: World War II, Ian. Who suggested that? There the was uh, a customer that I was having a conversation with at my regular who job. wanted to
1: say that again. I'm sorry. Well, they they
2: defense, there's box. a daily limit on how many masks you're legally allowed to make in a day.
1: Right, but if you nationalize the factories producing it, then you can get around those. This this was again, not what I said, just a conversation I had this with is, another customer.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, must obviously a socialist, somebody who wants to take over industry and thinks that government can run Oh but he was against better, socialism.
1: Better than, so he did go, not want the liberal socialism, Jimmy, but he what, wanted the, the, the fascist factory takeover.
0: Go ahead, Jimmy. Well the family food box
7: part, man, that just it really sounds real uh kinda kinda gives me the heebie jeezy. EBGMI sounds like a uh, food rationing almost you know just uh I, I don't know. Well they're that's spending strange.
0: 3 billion dollars on meat and milk and whatever else it was that he said there. Um that's not anything that's really that new. I mean the federal government has been giving farmers subsidies for as long as I've been alive and essentially they uh, they they've frequently been known to actually pay farmers to produce food that's actually not in demand, it's like just an entirely wasteful corporate welfare thing that yep. has been. And going a lot of times they
2: will play pay—they'll pay, pay them to straight up not plant anything at all.
0: That's true as well. Yeah. So it's just a ridiculous thing. And so this just sounds like more of the same. Yeah,
2: this sounds like clickbait on Trump's part. It might. Like I don't know if he plans on some kind of mass takeover or not. There also is right now a bunch of food going to waste because there's legal hurdles in the way of getting it to anyone. So if they, well, if the feds buy it instead of just throwing it in the trash, I mean, I hate saying that's better, but. Well,
0: they're gonna of, gonna going to buy it. It's going to go in the trash. If
5: they just remove the hurdles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's been some farms going like, you know what? We're not going, we're not going to throw out this stock, even though, so just, you know, and there's been lines, the stories, lines mile long to, to buy, you know, farm to table. So there, there are options out there if you're willing to break the law.
0: It
2: Jimmy, depends on what kind of contracts they have.
0: Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. <laughs> Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, so, of course, you can bring up anything that you want. And, yes, there are a lot of you know government bureaucracies and laws and all these you know gangsters that stand in the way of just getting business done or telling you who you can and can't do business with we're gonna coming up richie you've got a story about a woman who set up a or actually there's two stories they're actually very similar but they're completely different parts of the country of people setting up food pantries to try to help people out yep and guess who stopped it snitches the government gang because well, a snitch can't do anything without a gang to you know right to listen to them and, and but he saw something
1: snitchery. he said something and the government came a knocking
0: so we'll get into that here but uh, first the story here from cheryl chumley over at the washington times published on tuesday this week COVID 19 has shined some important light on the tendency of government to do as founding fathers warned stretch and reach and overreach and tread into places it doesn't belong and as the executive orders come fast and furious from governors' mansions around the nation, it's high time for a reminder, orders are not laws. Specifically, these government or uh, these governors' orders. They should be so-called emergency orders. They should be challenged by the people, she writes. She says they should be held to constitutional muster. They should be challenged and debated and fought over because they threaten the very foundation of America's free society. Okay,
1: so that right there begs the question, how? How do you challenge it?
0: By ignoring it.
1: Okay, but then they're going to enforce it. That's right, and then you have to challenge it again in court. Yeah,
0: I wish it did. I wish it wasn't that way, uh, but unfortunately, that's the way it is. Right, and so yeah, you need to have people with the 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 huevos uh, to open their doors up despite the threats that might be going on. And you're
1: asking one individual to risk a lot. I would like to ask
0: all of the individuals to do that. I understand that almost none of them will because they didn't get into business to challenge the government, right? Like, that wasn't the reason they started their business. They wanted to provide a product or service to their community and, you know, satisfy their customers. Um, But unfortunately, at this point, we may see, and as this goes on in certain cases, we may see some business owners deciding that they're willing to take the risk of running their business how they want because they're going to lose their business anyway. So the government has now put them into a position where if they don't do something then they're going to def- definitely go out of business, yeah.
1: and it shouldn't come to that. That's right? what it's. Th- you should be able. Done, you should be able to challenge it without you know putting as much on the line as they are when they pass it.
0: Well, there's no there's no way to do it because the to uh, in order to sort of preemptively challenge it, you'd have to bring a lawsuit, a civil suit, or whatever, yeah. and and that's very very expensive.
2: Well, and you won't have standing to do no that standing. anyway, which is. Yeah. A serious flaw, even even within the status mythology, is a serious flaw in the legal system where they can just go around passing unconstitutional stuff and the only way for you to challenge it is to break the law and get arrested. Right. And then you could say, hey, this was unconstitutional in the first place. Meanwhile,
0: you're sitting in jail. Yeah. Uh, America is not a kingdom, but rather a system of limited government, where rule of law, meaning the Constitution, guides, not mob mentality or worse, fear, and s- uh, public servants are just that, beholden to the citizenry. Oh, isn't so, that a nice idea? I also
1: think we're getting away from people caring too much about the Constitution, right? So you go like, "That's not constitutional." They go, "Well, you know, it's for our safety, so yeah, it's better." I don't care. Yeah, they
0: no they didn't urgency.
2: care in the first place. No,
1: you're right, but it's getting. You know, it, you can't even you can't even use like the Constitution as an argument against these things because no one cares what the Constitution says anymore.
0: They don't know what it says. Yeah. Executive orders bypass that system, she says. They are not duly passed laws by elected representatives of the people. They are not pieces of legislation that are openly debated and discussed and voted upon in ways that keep the elected accountable to the people.
1: Ah, uh, but the president has been set for decades, and that's just the way it is now.
0: They don't give the voter the chance to express yay or nay. They don't allow the people to hold the ultimate power. And of course, we know that all of the things she's talking about here in this story are just fanciful ideas that never really existed in reality, nor would it be okay if the state legislature passed a similar law right like it still yeah. wouldn't be okay um, to it take would away- be
2: it would cost them more to do that
0: and it would take longer they would have to like, I,
2: and actually- i mean pr costs not like dollars
0: The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Well, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't, Melanie, because the governors are getting tremendous uh, public relations out of this. They're having huge numbers of approval ratings. The New Hampshire governor, for instance, gets he's a Republican. He's getting almost nine out of ten Democrats uh, approve of how he's so-called handling this. More coming up here in moments. People love being told what to do, apparently. Live, bring up what you want. 855 453. That's 855 450 3733. However, we have a firm no mask policy here as far as if you're calling in, you better not have a damn mask on.
1: Because you saw a little muffler, you can't really hear you. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Masks. Ridiculous. Um, I did see a photo that uh, tracy one of our longtime listeners shared on her instagram which i thought was uh, was pretty cool uh it was of a business that has signs out front now presumably it was the actual business that put these signs out not just the person who wanted to take the photo uh <laughs> but it says there's four signs with like sandbags sand and, you know holding them down uh the first one says we're open to the truth The next one says, no masks allowed. Third sign says, handshakes, okay. Nice. And the final sign says, hugs, very okay. Very cool. So I'm like, well, where is this place? I want to know. I want to, you know, give them some publicity.
1: I've seen another one, presumably from the store, where Mm -hmm. it basically said, like, all customers are required to wear a mask. However, we understand that, you know, according to the ADA, there may be some disabilities that don't require you to wear a mask. Hmm. If we see you not wearing a mask, we're going to assume it's because you have a disability that precludes you from wearing one. They won't say anything. And we're not going to bother you about it (laughs) in violation of the ADA. (laughs) So I thought that was a nice little workaround there, too.
0: Yeah, because there is apparently like one of the dollar stores around here has some kind of signage up about not wearing masks or rather you must wear a mask to go into the store. And so I kind of feel like, well, what would happen if a group of people went in there without wearing masks? Are they going to yell at everybody? And if so, yeah. what if you just turn around and walk out? You know, Will they then feel like, oh, darn, we just missed out on a sale? I mean, a typical cashier probably won't care. For them, it's less work. Yeah. Uh, but-,
1: but with 9 out of 10 Americans supporting the mask wearing. The Is that weekend, true? I don't know. But, I mean, you said like 9 out of 10 want the are saying we're opening too one early.
0: Out of, 1 out of 10 said things should go back to normal.
1: Right. So 9 out of 10.
0: I don't know if that means that nine out of 10 support mask wearing. I, okay. I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. But that does make me wonder if there's been any polls uh, on specifically the question of wearing masks, like how many Americans are wearing them versus versus not when they uh, when they leave the house. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. and The more we can talk about this idea of executive orders are not laws. First, we've got Chris. He's in Washington state. Uh, Chris, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Rich, uh, I am a CPA and business advisor to farmers and food and food production companies in the Pacific Northwest. And I think it's important to say that, um, yes, there are tremendous problems in food and agriculture right now, but it's really all due to the issues in the supply chain that have come because of the government shutdowns, uh, the complete and total wreckage of the supply chain due to you know, restaurants shutting down and so many, you know, in many parts of the country, more than 50 percent of the day's calories were, were were eaten outside of the home. It's just caused an incredible problem. So it's not that there is a shortage of food. There's a shortage of food in the immediate supply chain for retailers and for the average consumer. So. I Really, the point of my call is to tell you a little bit about a project that is not mine, and I don't have any financial interest in this, but I found out about it about a week ago and was really excited. Um, it's called the FarmLink Project, and these are a really phenomenal group of young people that were sent home from Brown and Stanford University and realized it was a problem with, with hunger, and they just basically got off their butts and got to work and started picking up the phone And getting in touch with farmers and food distributors and raising money to buy food directly from farmers who are about to dump crops, which is happening all over the country right now. It's a really sad, awful thing that's going on. Uh, So to buy that food either directly from the farmers, pay the wages of the people that need to pick those crops, um, get them to the distributors, get them to the food banks. And instead of that food being wasted, uh, get into the hands of the people who need it. It's a really tremendous program.
1: I've got a question probably coming from ignorance and, you know, partially I I understand like the whole like uh, the farmers have to abide by certain contracts. Right. I get that part of the argument. But if you're saying there's no food shortage and it's all supply chain. Right. What part of the supply chain was shut down where the grocery stores? Right, are lacking food on the shelves, right? Like you know,
8: yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah, Rich, thanks for the question. So let's let's pretend that that if if the supply chain was built around the idea that fifty percent or more of Americans' calories were going to be eaten out of their household, right? right. So that means that packaging. Think of a, a company that really that produces dairy. The dairy is a great example. We have customers who who serve the dairy industry and their farmers are literally dumping thousands, millions of of pounds of milk into the manure pits every day because there's no one willing to truck the dairy, the milk, to the dairy producers. So if you're accustomed, if the food supply chain is accustomed to selling to to, um, these wholesale distributors who then sell to the restaurants, Think about uh, when you go to Costco and you see those 50-pound bags of rice and beans that, you know, it looks yep. like, nobody buys that, right? But people do. Well, so it's really difficult if you're a dairy producer or a dairy manufacturer a distributor who is used to supplying Cisco and some of these other larger sort of groups of Benny Keith Foods that, that supply the restaurants. You're selling – you're set up – all your capital equipment is set up to, to produce product in – you know, giant 50-pound shredded bags of cheese, mm-hmm. right, or 50-pound boxes of potatoes or 50-pound boxes of X and Y. And something that will really tick you off that makes me just sick to my stomach is that one of the main reasons that a lot of these products can't even get to the grocery stores, even if the grocery stores wanted to buy them, is because they're not FDA-labeled for gotcha. consumer <laughs> consumption. So even that though explains I don't it. get to... Right. Isn't it stupid? So even though I don't when I go to a restaurant, I don't get to see all the labels of every ingredient right. that went into making my food. These crops are literally being destroyed and we're going to see the tremendous hunger issues in America like we've never seen before. Just because <sighs> not of not because of COVID, because of the government response and total destruction. In, of in current times, Does like it, kind of historically,
2: starvation was a problem. In current times sure. all starvation is caused directly by states. We do not have a market problem with creating enough of food. We have a problem with people creating food and then the states either steal it or destroy it. I mean that's everywhere including the third world. Or they make it impossible so, to get
0: your hands
1: on it. So it's not it's not the business destroying the milk, right? It's, well, I mean well, it kind
2: of is the because they I mean milk only lasts for so long yeah. and then They have exclusivity contracts some of them and they have
0: well there's also subsidies with milk as well from what i understand no i got you but Uh, there's a certain segment that will say like look
1: at these businesses destroying the milk in order to keep the price up for profit whereas they could be giving it to these poor people who need the need the product sure
8: well think about it if you're a food manufacturer right so farmers really don't the farmer is not the person who supplies your grocery store right the farmer sells to a distributor right. someone who packages the product cleans it all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and then that probably goes frankly to another distributor you, you mentioned early on that, that there was to, no one was
1: willing to truck that stuff over either like from the, no one was willing yeah, to truck the farm so, to the warehouse or whatever? Right,
8: so trucking rates have dropped through the floor. Uh, truckers, there's a tremendous shortage of, of um, excuse me, there's an abundance of trucking uh, supply. The demand really? has completely fallen through because the restaurants and things like that aren't open. So if you are a dairy, let's say you're a dairy, a cheese manufacturer, and you're unable to move your product because it's, your product isn't set up to go out to retailers, well, then you're not going to buy the milk from the dairy so, but the cows are going to have to get milk several times mm-hmm. a day, no matter what, or you will lose your cows. You'll literally destroy okay, right. your your cows. So the, the cows have to get milk. So if there's nowhere to if there's nowhere to take your uh, to take your product to get it off the farm, then it literally just has to go get dumped. Does that make sense? So these Can groups that are set smell? up to ma- to produce food, uh, it makes food, sense. Oh, it's just, it just awful, and the farmers hate <laughs> their. They 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 pride themselves on feeding people. I mean, this is right. their. Yeah, this is their. there's so much pride in it and so to see their crop destroyed really just it's a waste it's a huge waste it's it's horrible
1: so another form of disobedience then would be to just you know be a wholesaler or warehouser and just get the product get sell it directly to consumers mm -hmm. without the fda label out the back door right like we have product we package it down to you know consumer sizes
0: Yep, and then uh, make sure you have right. got plenty of cameras around for when the FDA comes in when uh, with the SWAT team and raids your business. Well,
1: wouldn't that be bad optics? There's a food shortage everywhere. Doesn't You're slaughtered food, it's the to government. The people. They right. don't
0: care about optics.
8: They, they might. Care. Well, they remember that during the Great they Depression, might. they paid farmers during one of the one of the lar- largest mass starvation events in the United States. They were paying farmers to destroy food in hopes that it would reduce the supply of food and thereby increase the price. I mean, the government here is the boogeyman. They are absolutely a disgusting player uh, here and are going to cause people to die. I mean, right. The U.N. has already revised their global number of people who will be at critical malnutrition this year by double. All the they while, the government the goons
0: are right. pretending that they care about people. Great call. Really informative. I thank That's you right. for making you. it tonight. Uh, that they've, you know, position themselves as though they care about human life when the reality is all their regulations and the stuff that they do gets in the way of life going on. And uh, can create the opposite effect, which is to say, as he was saying, malnutrition and
6: eventual death, suicide, 855 five four Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself.
0: it's free talk live we're kicking off the second hour of this live sunday edition of the show with you tonight it's ian
2: richard rich and melanie
0: our toll-free number if you want to join us on the radio it's 855 450 free like freedom that's 855 450 3733 coming up A couple of different stories from slightly different time frames, but a very similar piece. You have one, Richie, and I thought, oh, this is the same story that I had. Different story. Different story about a a person who set up a free pantry that allows people to kind of just share things. You had too much sugar? Put some sugar in the pantry. No problem. Let somebody else have it. Uh, And we'll talk about what happened to those folks coming up here in a little bit, but we're going to go right back into your calls and thoughts. Plus, still got the opinion piece from The Washington Times that's trying to remind people that, hey, for those of you who believe in the system, and that doesn't include uh, those of us on the show, but for those who still believe in the system, governor's orders aren't the same thing as laws. So we can talk about that coming up here. Uh, 855-450-FREE is our toll-free number. We're going to go to your calls and thoughts. We'll start out with James, who is in Texas. Uh, James, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
9: All right, thanks. Uh, It's a great topic, executive orders are not laws. Uh, And the caller before me was uh, making a great point about the FDA, Mm -hmm. which uh, which is an agency in the executive branch. And when we think about the way I think about it to make it to make it easier for me to understand uh, is the separation of powers doctrine where, you know, the the governor has certain authority uh, to execute the laws. The legislature makes the laws and the judicial branch is an independent overseer of of the other two branches. Allegedly. That's the theory, at least. <laughs> And, and that's what the Federalists promised us. And so, uh, when, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, people who defend government go to the sovereign immunity doctrine. Uh, the king can do no wrong. And so there's a correlation between what the king can do and what the state can do. And, and, and what we, what we know when we look at, uh, that legal maxim. About the king can do no wrong when, uh, when the king, uh, the king can, is is prevented from doing wrong by deeming the unlawful acts of the king void. And that's something that a lot of lawyers, uh, uh missed in law school. And so when they order businesses closed, uh, they need to follow through with, uh, with our with the constitution which what says uh that just compensation will be paid you know
0: well i don't know if it I mean, says that in the constitution but there's definitely something that's usually in the takings clause Yeah, i mean uh, the, right. i do like the idea of well, life uh, and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and in order for me to have a pursuit of happiness and my liberty i should be able to pursue that by having a business and running it exactly. the way i want to
9: that's right and uh and so, for example, when uh, the state needs land for a highway, it pays. When there's a pandemic and it needs to burn a home down, it should pay. When it when there's a pandemic and it needs to uh, shut businesses down, uh, then it needs to pay. Well, and isn't that so, what they're
1: doing then? Because they're, they're giving all these
2: loans
0: no, to businesses? that's not the same thing. No, He's,
2: absolutely not. The, they're not... that. He's talking about
0: no. under the state status paradigm, they ought to pay, and a loan isn't paying. Well, but it's a,
1: it's a, what's the term for it? You can you can get rid of the loan
0: supposedly forgivable loan. Yeah, forgive. However, well, there's right. all kinds of terms that are yeah, fine. understood.
1: But under that paradigm, they're giving people the people are out of work. They're throwing them some cash. Businesses are out of, out of business. They're given forgivable loans, quote unquote.
0: There's a ton of businesses that have are screwing this up because the the laws oh, are the so confusing. Fault. They're so uh you know Byzantine. they're really not
2: though. It's like you could pay rent and payroll. Like those are the rules.
0: Well, they're having trouble with it, Melanie, because they're not following the rules. As simple as you're saying that they are, it's a government program. It's probably more complicated uh, well, than than you realize. One of the
1: gotcha things is they have to. Re- one of the things I remember reading was they have to retain a certain number of employees.
2: You have, to, right? you have or, to keep. You have to keep the the number of employees you had. You have to keep the level of payroll, so the same amount of money in payroll you right, had. Right. 75% has to be payroll, and the rest can be for rent, right. or it can all be payroll. But
1: people don't want to go back to work because the government is outbidding the, the <laughs> yeah. business owner. That's another so thing. how do you maintain 75% payroll might not be able when 80% no, 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 of no. your you staff to doesn't want to come? Okay. back? no, you have to
2: percent payroll, right. so you can use the other 25% for rent.
1: So where, where, but, oh, even worse then, how are you going to maintain 100% payroll when the government is paying your workers more money to not go yeah, back to work? come
0: back. And you got to do it all by a certain deadline. So it's not like you can just hold the money and do it later. You got to do it right away, yeah. and it has to be done by X date. Uh, James, any other thoughts you want to share? Go ahead.
9: Yes, my wife and I got money, and uh, you know they're just throwing it out, and uh, we're finding people who actually need it, and uh, we're we're going to try to spread it out, and so and to make. But their central planning, of course, is so irresponsible. Uh, you know, everybody's. Uh, everybody's a better central planner than the next guy. And and if they would just give us, uh, non-accurate, nonpartisan updated information about dealing with the disease, then the individuals could, uh, and then let the, instead of finding them or jailing them for not following central planner guidelines, you know, one of the best ideas I heard was the business owner said, uh, I have all my customers wash their hands when they come in, and that way they can handle the merchandise. And, you know, without causing a problem for the next customer.
1: Are they and, monitoring the customers washing their hands to make sure they're doing it the full 20 seconds oh, of
9: getting all coverage? Absolutely. It's a small shop, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and it's a better plan than I've heard from anybody. James, uh, thanks for the call, man. Voluntary.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah, if right. it's voluntary. you hey, have a good one. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, if it's voluntary, okay, cool. Uh, that doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it. Doesn't right?
1: necessarily mean I want to shop there. I yeah. have to wash my hands going in and out of the right. store. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, are they monitoring everybody to make sure they don't touch their nose and then touch, you know, like oh, yeah, what nose? happens if you do that? Right. What wash if if you wash your hands?
1: You
2: have to wash your hands again. I don't know. What,
0: what if you sneeze? I Back mean, to the washing
2: station. The, I, I would, I mean, that's not the biggest, I mean, half the time you get out of the car, you're like, my hands are dirty. I would really like to wash my hands anyway, but yeah that's not the biggest that does that would not be so inconvenient to my life that i couldn't do it my
1: wife had a complaint because there's a chain store i'm not going to mention names in manchester where like they they give you the the wipe down stuff like after you've already touched the cart right like you wipe you wipe down and then you touch a dirty cart that hasn't been wiped down so they've they're not even doing it safely if the goal is sanitation right i'll name trader joe's because Trader Joe's, they wipe down the cart for you, and then you wipe down, and then they hand you the clean cart. And it's like, all right, that's probably I'm better. Like, than- I don't
0: care what you
2: that's do. That's annoying, it but matter. it's not going to stop right. me from going there <laughs> if I, if I would, would have been inclined to go there in the first place. I've only
1: gone there once because the wife said, "Hey, stop off at the store." Right? I didn't like the procedure, but hey, what are you going like, to do? Like
2: it's slow, but like it's not so bad that it would stop me. The mask thing would, because it's like, okay, I have to breathe while I'm in here, though, yo, so like, maybe go away. Let's
0: talk to John. He's in New Hampshire watching us on Twitch at twitch.lrn.fm. LRN.fm. Pretty stupid. 855-453. That's a lot
2: of sitting on hold just to get dumped off the air.
0: Yeah, well, apparently he has nothing better to do. So back to the story here at The Washington Times, talking about the system And how the executive orders bypass the system of the checks and balances, like our last caller was uh, pointing out, they're not duly passed by elected representatives of the people. They're not debated. They're not discussed. They're not voted upon. They don't give the voter the chance to express themselves. And truly, really, if viewed through the lens of the Founding Fathers' intents with the Constitution, they hold little legal weight. In fact, they are outright blots to the system of limited government that America is supposed to represent. Would this be a good system if it worked as intended?
2: It would be much better than what we had.
0: It wouldn't be good. No, there's, there's no, no good, good system. government system. Yeah. All right. It's all evil. It's all uh, just a window dressing for violence. But guess what, she says. Nobody knows, that, nobody knows that better than the very government sources issuing these orders. The whole executive order system relies on a complicit and cowed citizenry being too blowed over by government to question, challenge, or fight. They got it. And that sounds pretty accurate to uh, what's happening today. She says, take the face mask orders that have been issued with rising frequency by state officials and private businesses alike. And by the way, I saw an article, there's like, Probably seven or eight states now where face masks are mandatory, apparently, anytime you leave the house. Uh 855, 450 free. This lady's saying maybe it's all a bunch of BS. But then again, that won't stop the cops from beating you down over this. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, dial in, toll free, bring if anything, 855-450, free like freedom, that's 855-450-3733, we have the Discord call in line rooms, at discord.lrn.fm, here tonight it's Ian, Richard Rich, and Melanie, the next generation wallet is coming from Divi, in just a few taps you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds, Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange ...between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar... ...right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers... ...the first one-tap solution for earning passive income... ...with their multi-tiered masternodes... ...allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches... ...because of their relationship with Western Union... ...Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org... D-I-V-I projectorg In fact... I just posted on freetalklive.com the link to the Divi podcast where they interviewed Mark and me and we talked to them kind of like about the old days of cryptocurrency back when we got dragged in. Uh, by roger beer way way back so it was kind of fun to kind of revisit those times back in the late aughts so long ago no no it wasn't that early it was uh, like 2012 2011 Uh, but divvyproject.org so yeah check out the podcast too because we're on there it's like an hour-long interview it's really good. so check that out we go to your calls and thoughts here you can bring up what you want it's john in nebraska says he's watching on youtube go ahead john hey thanks for
10: taking my call um i just wanted to say I don't really have a problem with wearing the mask, you know, this COVID-19 stuff, you know, is really freaking people out. But I will say that people are really paranoid, I think, you know, when they see someone with a mask, it's almost like they have a nervous, scared reaction, like they can't identify you or something, and they just, like, you know. That'll go
1: away as the mask wearing becomes more prevalent.
0: Well, when you say they're paranoid, how do you know? What is it that kind of clues you into that?
10: Well, like, some people are comfortable with it, obviously, but, like, you walk into an area where someone's not wearing a mask or it's just like they get that scared, shock, you know, look on them. Like, you huh. know you know how you, like, you see, like, a spider run across the floor or something, you know, and you just, you know, it startles you or something. I mean, they get that kind of look, you know.
0: Interesting. Like so I this said, is what though, you're no, seeing as a mask wearer. You're seeing this reaction in non-mask wearers.
10: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it could probably go the other way around too, but um, well, for me, I, I
1: just can't gauge play. their reaction when they see you without yeah. the
0: mask. <laughs> for me, it's not those things. It's like I was at a local burger here this evening, grabbing some dinner. It's one of the places that takes cryptocurrency here in the Keene area. And as I was waiting, I was actually helping upgrade their tablet for the new version of AnyPay that, that came see. out. So I'm standing there on the at the counter as new other customers were coming in. I was the only customer in the short, you know, ten minutes I was in there, fifteen or whatever. Uh, but the other, th- I was the only customer not wearing a mask. The you're, other three you're gonna that came in did wear a mask. And my reaction when I see people in masks is just like, oh God, you know, I just, I feel bad because I feel like they're all, they've all been victimized. Uh, I mean, it's your, it's your life. It's your face. You can put whatever yeah. you want on it. I don't care about that. But I feel like people are doing it because they are afraid. Uh, and it's just,
2: Well, in the case of employees, they're probably doing it so that they can keep their job.
0: Well, employees, yes, but I'm talking about the people who came in, the customers uh, who would come in. I mean,
2: that's like how you dress to rob somebody, though. So, especially if it's not like a proper mask, which we're allegedly not supposed to have. I could see how that's suspicious behavior. Why are you not supposed
1: to have the proper mask? Who's...
2: Quote supposed to, like... I said allegedly, I think, supposed to.
0: Okay. Well, some people are saying if you've got good masks, you're supposed to give them to the health Oh, okay. The CDC
2: or, or whoever was telling got us it. not to okay. buy them. And I was like, okay, well, then your position is I shouldn't wear a mask. And they were like, oh, wear a mask. I was like, too late. So You're going to tell us not
0: to buy them. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, I would, people aren't used to the mask wearing thing and they may feel like, you know, this person's there to rob the place, I guess. But I think you're right, yeah. Richie. They're going to get over that. Yeah,
1: I don't begrudge people for wearing the mask. I just think it's folly
10: what I'm not used to is, is, uh, signing in every day at work. Every time I go into work, I have to sign in at some places and some places I don't. Um, I, I I can play by those rules. I can sign in, I can get my temperature taken or whatever. But the one thing I'm, I'm not really thinking I'm going to do is if they come up with a vaccine, I just don't know if I trust these vaccine companies, you know, to get it right. You know, you always hear about these horror stories where people get, and I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or anything like that, but, I just don't want to get sick from a vaccine that they just, you know, they just come up with this new stuff and they don't even really test it that long. You're, yeah,
0: well, you're the one who they're testing it on, right? Yeah. Like, if you take the vaccine, you are well, the you test. Know,
2: yeah, but well, okay, so we generally know how vaccines work, and so unless the one they come up with is just drastically different than all other vaccines, Well, I still am not interested. Like, okay, I don't I'll take vaccines ahead, for but,
0: the flu. Th- I don't take. I'm not going to take a vaccine for this.
1: There's, they were talking about uh, like an RNA type of vaccine for this specifically which would be a drastically different type like, like a, I don't I don't have the specifics on well, it
2: Well they haven't like article. so nothing's been released yet so I can't say what it's going to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey John, thanks for the call. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and experience here tonight. Uh we continue with Eddie. He's in Virginia. Eddie, you're on free talk live. Go ahead. Listening to WNI. Hey guys,
11: hey. i just going to reach out to my fellow Virginians here and and, and emphasize that we've been had. I mean I see young people wearing masks and they're the least uh, affected by this virus. They're protecting
1: around. their elderly loved ones.
11: Yeah, I tell you we've created a uh, uh, an environment or a culture of fear. Yes. Well, if we were living back in World War II and something like this happened, I, God forbid, we'd be uh we'd be speaking German or Japanese by now. It's just a shame that we have, our people have no courage and they are sheeple. That old adage, we are sheeple. Me and my wife have not changed our lifestyles one iota, we Good. are 60 years old. I go to work every day. And I, what's going to happen next time when it comes around? Are they going to um go through the same procedure? Yeah, except you know, it'll be worse. Like we, we need to tell our governor. Us Virginians need to demand our freedom back. We yeah, did not give him
0: You don't get it by begging, though. That's the thing. You just got to do the right thing and go out. Like you're saying, just live free, do what you want, run your business how you want, and speak up and speak out. I don't think people should wait until the governor says it's time to reopen. You know what I mean? Well, but like people just, are,
1: right? It's like, well, yeah. May, May 4th was it's supposed pathetic. to be it here in New Hampshire, and then it's like the 18th or the 31st, it's the 31st or whatever. Now
0: the 31st, and now but, he's talking about a couple more months for a lockdown. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and
11: now you can't help he but have politicized, you know? That they want to break us.
0: When,
1: when it comes to the vaccine— Yeah, it was never
2: what, about the virus. I mean, it was about how much control can like, I what take? What can they
1: get away
0: with? Yeah. And and,
2: and, you and even the- I'm surprised, and I am like probably I thought I was like the most pessimistic person, right. but apparently it's not. really
0: disappointing. And you mentioned you know young people seeing them out in the masks, Eddie. Young people are the most. I would say victimized by the state because they're the fresh, you know, they're fresh out of the the state schools. They're, yep. they're fresh out of being indoctrinated by. They just the learned how great the state was. Um, yeah, I mean, they they believe in the state. They believe in you know doing what they're told. And there's, there's this mentality that surrounds this of we're all coming together. We're going to get
2: through this. This is the hardest thing we've ever faced, but we can do it together. It and, may,
1: and it may be for them. This may be the hardest thing they've I mean, ever it's faced.
2: It's just this weird like larping as survivalists. Like I yeah. have to. This is my like survivalist plan. I have a mask and, and it's all you a jar of peanut butter. Like, I, don't, okay. I don't want to put
1: this idea out there, but it would be concerning if the vaccine becomes mandatory as part of like E-Verify to get, well, to get a job. that's what my wife's afraid
2: of, is they're
11: going to make that thing uh, mandatory, and they're going to put those people to track you, if you got it, if you don't got it, who you've been in contact with. We're going down a bad
0: slippery slope. I'm with you, Eddie. Angela. You're right on, brother. I'm just going to go
2: find a bunch of status, hardcore status, and just like touch them. Thank if you if for they the call, have, man. Uh, the tracking. Really appreciate
0: hearing from you, dude. Uh, there's more coming up here. 855 450 free like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. If one of these contact tracers calls you, you don't have to talk to them. Don't answer their questions. free talk live and you bring up whatever you want here if you want to take control of the airwaves you can do that our number is 855 450 free like freedom that's 855 450 3733 i want to say thanks to gaylord who is a free talk live silver amplifier meaning that gaylord contributes five bucks a month to the free talk live amp program and you can do that too over at amp.freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com there's paypal, credit card and bitcoin btc as payment options and you get some cool perks some bennies like Gaylord did over at amp.freetalklive.com it's ian richie and melanie in the studio we get more of course of uh, your calls and thoughts you're welcome to share whatever is on your mind with us also we were kind of getting through slowly a washington times opinion piece entitled executive orders are not laws Basically saying that, hey, this is a bunch of BS these governors don't have, even under that system, even under the government system that we supposedly have, they're not supposed to be able to just order people around like that. That's what the whole system of passing laws was supposed to be able to do. Uh, The take the face mask orders, says the writer at Washington Times, that have been issued with rising frequency by state officials and private businesses alike. These orders are based on Donald Trump's declaration of national emergency under four statutes, two under the Stafford Act, two under the National Emergencies Act, as well as on his invoking national emergency powers through the Defense Production Act, Governors in the varying states subsequently issued their own declarations of emergencies, invoking their own special and specific executive powers in the process. And we were just looking um, earlier tonight, Melanie, at the New Hampshire government system and how the uh, it's statutory. There's a statute in there that supposedly authorizes the governor to you know, make whatever orders that he wants. However, as the Times points out, all of these emergency declarations do not suspend the Constitution, however. And that's been kind of the forgotten caveat among the political fallout from COVID 19. Because di-
1: nobody cares about the Constitution.
0: That's right. Uh, the disease caused by this new coronavirus. In Stillwater, Oklahoma, city officials put in place an emergency order that required both business workers and customers to wear face masks. Store employees soon after reported verbal and physical confrontations with mask wearing customers, one involving a firearm mayor will joyce quickly revised the mask order so that it applied only to store employees and i think i think that
1: is taking it a bit far like there's there's you know groups of people who are blaming the businesses like i'm not gonna wear my face mask mm-hmm. in the business and you know in and getting into physical altercations right like yeah you're, well you're, that's
0: because the the business becomes the enforcer for the right. state at that point but and you're it's taking it out on the to wrong to, people well i understand that but it's that's the conflict point, though, right? Right. So they've not made it so it's only the cops who can enforce it. They're now saying, "Well, you business owners have to enforce it." And if somebody just wants to go and buy some ho hos at uh, you know the Dollar Tree, yeah. then they've got some seven dollar an hour or eight dollar an hour employee who's the one who's telling them to put a mask. And that's on, the guy getting shot, and that's wrong. Too. And they well, not everybody's shooting them, but they're the ones that they're having conflicts with. Yeah. And you can understand why that's happening because that's where the conflict is. Well, it's happening
2: because people are bitches. So if you really care that much, then what you need to do is you need to call the CEO or you need to call the governor and take it up with them. And then you can go, you know, yell at them and say whatever it is you're going to say to the guy who just, like, happens to be working at the convenience store.
0: Well, look, I don't agree with yelling at people, okay? But I also don't think there's anything wrong with giving an employee who I understand they're just doing their job, yeah. but their job is like BS okay? in this particular case True. because many of these systems have been put into place under the threat of these executive orders. The question is, would these businesses have done the same thing in the absence of the executive orders? If they had, then that's one thing. And that but can how many inform of them
2: whether or not you decide to comply and whether or not you decide to walk through, quote, the wrong way on the aisle – I don't think that has anything to do with how you're treating the em- how you should treat the employees. I agree
0: with you. I, I, like I said, I don't think you should be mean to somebody. But if it comes down to it, I am going to say to this person right. that I'm not going to wear the mask, and I'm going to be as nice as I can about it. Um, I'm not interested, and I'm not going to you know maybe I'm going to claim a medical exemption or whatever. Because at some point, if all of the businesses start to require this under the threat of government. I'm still not going to want to wear the damn mask. So it's go- there's going to be conflict if they're going to mess with me. And if there is pushback, then you may see some of these employees are just like, ah, whatever. yeah, You know, just ignoring the fact that people are walking in with masks. If if 10 people come through the door, if 100 people come through the door, 25 of them are wearing masks and the other 75 aren't, or I don't know what the ratio would be, if it's half and half, if 50 of them are wearing the masks— and they don't get talked to. And then you know, the first 10 of the other 50 who are not wearing masks get talked to, but they all like push back and say to the yeah. employee, leave me alone. I just want to do my shopping or whatever. Then maybe the employee is going to just stop messing with people at, at some point. Just be like, well, you yeah. know what? We've got the sign on the door. If they want to ignore it, I'm not going to do anything so
1: about it. So I'm a terrible customer when it comes to like conflict because I am a yeller. I get angry. Mm-hmm. I get fired up. I yell. A lot of times, if I'm calm enough and my conflict isn't with that first-level employee, I'll caveat my yelling. I'm like, this has nothing to do with you, but right. you're standing in front of me, you're going to catch the brunt of this, and then you're going to put me in, in front of whoever you need to to get the message across. That's so, yeah. fair. So I, I'll blast them, like right, right. there, but you know, I'm not, I'm not yelling at them, I'm yelling to them about the problem I'm having with someone else higher up the chain.
0: There's also the ignore them uh, aspect. One of our uh, local activists here in the area... Was at the local mailbox store here, and the owner said something to him about where he needs to wear a mask, and he just ignored him. Yeah. And just, you know, did what he was there to do, walked out of the store. Nice. Um, so that's another tactic. You know, if you're don't want, if you conflict-averse, you can just ignore them. What are they going to do? Grab you and, you know, force you out of the store? I suppose they could call the police and, and trespass you out, in which case you could listen to the police when they show up. Um, Advisable. Yeah. And this is a tricky thing for those of us who appreciate... The idea of property rights right so like libertarians constantly are advocating for property rights and it's your property and you can do what you want yeah. but are these really the legitimate policies of the businesses or are they doing them because well, yeah, so they feel like it's they're kind of like the, the
2: classic example of that is so if you you're 20 years old and you walk into the convenience store and you pick up a 20 dollar case of beer right. and throw down a 20 dollar bill or you know whatever that would be if you yeah. have sales theft in your in your state is that theft
0: if you walk out, I see what you're I saying. don't know. Yeah, no,
1: you it pay.
2: depends.
1: You paid your debt. If you've incurred a debt, you paid it. <laughs> Whether or not you're legally allowed to, it's kind of on that. The right. the other thing that I, I i pointed this out because there was like a big brouhaha again on social media with Costco and their mask ban, and you know someone going like, "Well, yeah, you know, it should be my choice to wear a mask, and I, I you know I want to cancel my membership." Mm-hmm. And Costco's response was, I like, we're, we're choosing not to refund you." Right. Oh, and, well, but and and people Costco were cheering.
2: Has it. a contract with that person? No, is the problem.
1: Right, but people were cheering Costco's response. Mm-hmm. Right, and I go, well, if enough people did that, if there were, if Costco saw enough membership cancellation right. requests or lowered sales of people not going into the store or people going in, you know, and making a point to talk to someone saying, like, I I'm not going to come in because of the mask policy. Costco would change the policy. They'd
0: give it a second thought. They would give sure. it a
1: second thought. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So to some extent, there is a legitimacy in a customer pushback.
1: Absolutely. Right. It's valid. Boycotts yeah. have been going yeah. on for decades or centuries or whatever. That's It's the most but reasonable people, way. People to,
2: conflate protesting a policy and pushback to a store owner with abusing the employees. Because like, you if you're there to abuse employees, you don't care about the policy. You care about the fact that you're mad and... And you're going to take it out on somebody and you're going to go home and not care anymore. Those are two entirely different things.
0: Yeah, I don't agree with abusing employees. I think it's important to be empathetic with them. Like you were saying, uh, Richie, like, hey, you know, this isn't about you. But you're going to get yelled at. This I'm
1: going to yell at well,
2: you're yeah. going to yell at them. So you're doing what I said. <laughs> well, I don't so, like, <laughs> yell at
0: people.
2: I, don't, I do. So, so you're doing what I said. It's like pointless. So that doesn't mean if an employee tells you something, you have to just do everything an employee tells you to do. But right. if you're mistreating it... an employee because of a problem you have with either the owner or the state, well, if you were actually cared about what you're saying you're cared about, you would take it up with the person who could do something about it.
0: Most of the people in a corporate store can't do much about any of these things, right? If the policies, definitely not. Yeah, if they're coming down from high-level corporates... So, I mean, like,
2: what do you accomplish? It's not necessarily a corporate store. It could be Walmart, but it could be, like, a individually-owned, you know, one-owner convenience well, store with three employees. So you could talk story. to the owner... But yeah,
0: but the owner is what are you accomplishing
2: there. by yelling at some dude making eight dollars an hour?
0: I don't agree with yelling at at, uh, at people. I understand Richie said he does that. That's you know. But I want to know choice. what you
2: accomplish by that.
0: I get to talk to the people I really want to talk to. You're saying they'll get the manager? They'll get the manager. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-free. That's eight Why can't you just
2: ask for the manager? Four five
0: zero three seven. Because sometimes they
1: won't get you the manager.
0: Well, and you know what? If you make a scene, then other people will notice what's going on. There's more coming up. It's free talk live. It's Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition here. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. Rich
2: Rich. And Melanie.
0: We're talking about the corporate kind of mask crackdown that seems to be happening in a lot of places, whether it's directed by the state or... Or are these actually the things that these companies would have come up with on their own? They're claiming
1: they're following CDC guidelines for proper mask usage.
0: Are they guidelines or are they mandates? There's a question in the Washington Times about these so-called executive orders saying these aren't laws. And it's important to remember that under this governmental system that we're forced to live underneath even these orders should be questioned we can get into more of that but first your calls and your thoughts tom's in south carolina listening in charleston to wtma go ahead tom
5: hi how you doing uh my subject is a little bit about the mask. you know i noticed uh, every time the newscasters say something about trump or pence or somebody they Always seem to point out that they're not wearing the mask, you yeah. know, and they're in contact with all these people. But that's not my main thing. My main thing is, like today, for instance, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press uh, did a uh, ran a little uh, clip of William Barr speaking, and it was edited, and it was edited. They left parts out. To make it seem like he was saying the opposite of what he was really saying. Hmm. What and was he saying? Shortly after that, shortly after that, the Justice Department issued a statement rebuking NBC News for doing that and pointing it out. So, what
0: was he saying? What was the thing he was saying? But then uh, they were trying to make I'm him. I'm not sound sure. It. I'm not sure. I'm sure it have something to do with uh, so you
5: didn't uh, see it? for the citizens to protest. Hold on, you no, didn't, didn't see it. I just read. No, I read something about it.
0: Okay. Well,
5: that the Department of Justice issued a statement saying that NBC should not be doing that.
0: Well, if, if you can't really tell us there what there it was it. about, then it's not really worth talking about, is it?
5: Well, it was a clip of Barr doing his job, yeah. and they edited certain parts out. I understand.
0: That's to make what you're it saying.
5: Seem like I'm know, not saying that. But, but the article you okay. read,
1: did it? It didn't say well, what was supposed that. to. Be he let me, ask, okay. you let me right. ask
5: you another question. Let me ask you another question. Okay, you have to be blind and and stupid not to notice that the media, 95% of them, are anti-Trump. And they Mm -hmm. do everything they can do to bite Trump.
0: Only the fake news channels.
5: Is that not true?
0: I would say that's true, yeah. A lot of them hate Trump.
5: Okay, and my thing is, what can we do as Americans, after this election's over, regardless of who wins, we need to have some kind of law. Some kind of something. I stay up at night trying to figure out what to do. But we need to do something where the American people get the truth every time. I mean, I don't mind uh-huh. if that well, we the, the really market. The market
2: will give will give you what you, them, The market will give you what you pay it, for, and the way to do that is to pay for actual journalism and ignore and not watch, so that the ad gets paid for the mainstream. Well, people are going to watch
5: NBC, CBS, and ABC and pbs and npr and msnbc mm-hmm. and cnn Maybe. they're going to watch them the current generation should not, not on tv if you're going to watch it something. then
2: they're going to get their ad revenue and they're going to keep doing what they're doing because that's because then that's what the market's telling right. them to what do I'm
5: saying, okay. what can we do to change it yeah the it. country to change we don't want to be like Russia and North Korea Tom. and get all the, I mean, this is Tom. what's going to happen. Hold on, Even before if, you before get, this,
0: get into that. I'm
5: you, almost done. Right. I'm almost done. Even let me finish. He, okay, say everything they say about Trump is bad, but it's, it's false. Okay, and there's going to be something one day when he does something bad. And they're going to report it and nobody's going to
0: believe it. I see what you're you saying. follow me there? Tom, look, because my concern they're so here is what you said. Uh, yeah, what you said earlier was that you wanted the government. Uh, you said there ought to be a law. You said there ought to be Somebody's
5: a law. has got to do something. Okay. Who else? This can do it but
7: the
0: government well let, me, let me answer court, that for the you people. Huh? let me answer that for you tom so the reason why ah, you don't, please do okay the reason why you don't want the supreme court or any other government agency determining what is and what is not news and what is and what is not true and what should and shouldn't be allowed what about
1: facebook can facebook do it
0: no. Well, I mean, they can, but it's that's that's a voluntary choice. When the government's involved, it is involuntary. They will force it uh, on people. Even if you could get your ideal program, even if you could put your favorite guy in charge of this what-is-true kind of government uh, truth-seer kind of program or whatever it would be called, the government oracle... He'll be
2: wrong sometimes. Uh,
0: well, but even if you can, you're sometimes, not going not to... not all the time. Though. Hold on. You're not going to get... Total control over this program as long as it lasts. Right. So there's going to be somebody else is going to get in charge. Somebody, uh, some Democrat, Joe Biden or something like that, or Hillary Clinton or whatever, is going to get it going to get elected because you're not going to keep it the same Republican control the whole time. And then somebody you hate is going to be put in charge of that particular program. And then it's going to be used as a weapon against you. Um, beyond the idea that no, it should never be, uh, you know, there should never be any sort of government arbiter of what is true. Period. Just as a principled rule.
5: It's a weapon now. It's a weapon now. It's well, a weapon again. then what you need to do is create
0: an alternative or support the alternative. So there's there are online, Tom, and thank you for the call tonight. There are websites. It sounds it sounds like he's a, a right winger. I'm just gonna you know go out on a limb here. Um, there are right-wing news reporting websites. There's like, uh, what is it, CNS News, I think we used uh, recently here. I, we're not right-wing. We just, you know, we pick from all kinds of sources, Vox, yep. you know, all, all, all over Slate. Uh, but CNS News, I believe, stands for like conservative news source or right. something like that. But even that has a bias. Uh, that's what he's looking for. He,
1: right? Well, no, yeah, I think he bias. wants the truth. So on well, an individual. Good luck. Yeah, right. most
2: people really just want a bias.
1: <laughs> yeah. On the individual level, if you really want the truth, It's hidden in the news report, Mm -hmm. right? They will state facts in the news report and then give commentary on it.
2: like at the end of the day, if you don't like how, like we still have private news in this country, like we don't have BBC and RT like some other places. We still have private news, so if you do not like the product that is being provided, quit consuming that product. You can go to independent journalists. You can go to somebody with your bias. You can go to somebody who. According to you, has a minimal bias. You know the funny, but thing he is, doesn't want to do that.
0: Well, he wants the government to do it because that's the easy way out, right? Oh, Which, we'll just put the government in charge. He wants of it. the
2: government to change the companies he doesn't like into what he wants, right. instead of consuming the products that exist that he. And this is would a problem
0: want. that these conservatives have had recently, especially uh, Chris Cantwell. I think is a good example of this. He's a former host here on Free Talk Live. We had to fire because it turned out he uh, ended up becoming a racist. But he was also one of these people who was saying that the, that he wanted to see the government regulate social media so that people like him or other right-wingers— Because he was could,
1: getting banned off every social right, media could
0: platform. Be on social but was
2: he m- saying that the government should arrest people for things? No, he was saying they should things. regulate he was saying, "Yeah, they that's regulate. a little bit different than just arresting people who I, make I wasn't saying you don't
0: there like. was the, the, anything about arresting. I was saying regulation is what he was calling for, and that's what this guy was calling for. Take the, over um, the state. And thank you for the call, Tom. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, but that again is a huge problem the idea of putting the government in charge of social media means you're opening up the pandora's box uh, into the world of now government gets to review websites audit their code find out what their you know search uh, algorithms are and why are you you know preferring the hillary clinton side over the trump side and you know all the you know getting the government involved in web programming it's a terrible idea having I mean, to have the government approve uh, you know, new social media aspects before they go live. I mean, that's what these people are talking about. And I don't think they understand the, uh, the damage that they're going to do to the freedom uh, to do what you're saying, Melanie. Start your own thing. Get out there and support the thing that somebody else started that you think is doing news the right way. Now, if you're looking for tr- truth— Nobody's got that, right? Like, it's it's hard to know exactly where the truth is. That's what I'm saying. The facts are hidden in the message. Maybe. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's all lies. Maybe the the news that you're reading is completely fabricated. I don't know. But that's why there's different sources out there that you can go to and you can get the the news from source A, B, C, and D and compare the reports and then decide what you think about it. You can do that now. You can give your business, which is your time in the case of reading the news and seeing the advertisers or whatever, to companies and organizations that do it the way you think it should be done. And if it's not being done the way you think it should be done, then maybe you ought to do something about that instead of complaining. Maybe you should start your own website or your own news media gathering organization or go buy a newspaper. I hear they're selling pretty cheap uh, <laughs> right now. I mean, buy the actual company. That's a terrible idea, though, because, you know, it's, it's a dying industry. Uh, but you could probably get them at pennies on the dollar, especially if they're, you know,
1: bankrupt. At, at some point, if, even if you get your own website, website, at some point up the chain, someone has the means to block you from the actual Internet. So it's, it's a difficult conundrum to say like, well, just start your own thing because you really, the only way to truly get it is to parallel the internet in its entirety with your bias.
0: Well, now you're going a little further. Now you're saying there would be a total internet crackdown on news that would be contrary to the official viewpoint. That's what you're yeah, not Not by the government. government. There's
2: good evidence that that is not the case right now.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard about that happening yet.
2: But it's
1: someone owns the domain registry, someone owns the hosting, someone owns the servers, someone owns, some That's other company buy them owns from all that.
0: Iceland. Stuff. <laughs> it's certainly not impossible what you're saying, Richie, but there are a lot of solutions out there for the internet as far as getting your, your word out. There's always the dark net if need be. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're launching into yet another hour. This the third one on this live Sunday edition. You may take control of the airwaves. Our phone lines are always open. You can dial in toll-free at 855 free like freedom That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian, Richard Rich, and Melanie. And on the way here, uh, we still got more of this story from the Washington Times, which we've been going through bit by bit, as we can, in between your calls about executive orders are not laws. But yet everybody treats these executive orders as though they are you know, handed down by God. Because they're enforced and- like they are. Well, it, they, it comes down to the enforcement. Some places they are. I don't
2: know. I don't know that the state of New Hampshire can set you on fire for all eternity.
0: We will continue with that. Um, but your calls and thoughts come first, so we're going to go to it. Where Pat is in Michigan, listening to WZTK FM. Go ahead, Pat. Pat in Michigan. Are you there, Pat? Going once. Hello. Oh. Hello, Pat. You're on the Good air. evening.
13: Yeah, we're. Yeah, I had the phone set down. We, we're on a three-second delay or something. Actually. You're okay. Go but ahead. Uh, yeah, I got a couple three points to touch on. If you'd yeah. be so kind. Maybe um, one. Well, one of your earlier callers was talking about the disruption of the food chain and, mm-hmm. and the uh, great call. And, and the yeah, the milk getting dumped and whatnot. Yep. And I was listening to an earlier program about uh, all the little pigs having to get slaughtered too because I used to raise hogs and uh you got about nine months then you got a full-size pig and you got to do something with him or he's Mm going to be ornery and bust the pen and whatnot right i i had i had a i i took the biggest two pigs to our slaughterhouses here in this county that i got records in two different slaughterhouses as far as hogs go and uh but anyway i'm thinking that the milk producers we need to have a stronger cooperative between the farmers. The milk producers need to be giving their surplus to the hog farmers and the vegetable farmers to the cows. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Just distribute it, and and, and they might have to increase their pasturage or, or pen size a little bit. But,
1: uh, ah, but are they allowed you
13: to? You, you can't just throw a good commodity in the dumpster when there's something that could be
0: done with it. Well, apparently they can, and they are, and the, and I think Richie, your question is the most important one: is that are they under the threat of violence from the state in order to do the things that they're doing? Why otherwise would they not do what you're suggesting, Pat, which is to say, give it away to somebody who is you know in need of it? Pat,
13: we yes, sir. Do you know? No, I, I was waiting for Richie to respond. I thought you were asking him a question. Oh, no,
1: I don't know. Um, I, I asked the well, question, are they are, allowed to?
2: Well, no. I mean, a lot of them have exclusivity agreements. I,
13: I don't know if they're allowed to either, but it seems to me if you're not charging for a product. or well, or, or you, they have you, insurance. It, you,
2: and, and they also have insurance. So that's
13: the insurance another company part. is
2: not necessarily going to, in, in a lot of cases, explicitly is not going to pay out If you so say you usually get, I don't know what the prices are, but say you usually get, you know, a thousand dollars a pig, but you can sell it to an individual instead of to Tyson for, you know, I don't know, 300 a pig. They're not going to pay you the difference, but if you just gas them all, they'll pay you a thousand a pig. So Uh, that incentive
3: is also there.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some really awful stuff going on out there, and it's not a free market. And I think we'd see a lot of different organization in the marketplace if it were more free. That doesn't mean there still wouldn't be contracts that could get in the way. But ultimately, if you violate the contract and you end up giving somebody a bunch of food to violate that contract, you know that's the worst case is that you're just going to be subject to whatever the penalties are in the contract. I think that prison
4: in
1: in 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 this case in the you know emergency pandemic whatever you want to call it. I think you'd be hard-pressed to get uh, an arbitrator to, like, rule in favor of the guy going like, no, 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 he violated our contract by selling it to people in need, right? That, yeah, it'll that'd look be, really bad. It would look really bad to bring that. Like, no, if you can't... And a
2: lot of the companies are willing to waive the exclusivity agreements, but it's the insurance companies that are the problem.
13: Okay. Pat, uh,
0: you said you had one other point. Go ahead.
13: Well, I had a couple, three, but one of them I want to touch up is Roundup. Mm-hmm. If you got... Because everybody's... Apparently, there's little victory gardens. I've seen. I live in a rural area. I see people that got chickens now that never had chickens. people are actually making an effort to feed themselves.
6: Good.
13: And uh, if you have round, if 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 you have had Roundup on your soil in the last twenty years, it's still there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, this is it kills the
13: genomes. It kills the spark plug on the end of your genomes.
0: Yeah, this the is poison. Boron. I believe uh, isn't uh, Monsanto behind yes.
2: Roundup? Yes.
13: Oh yes, yes. You're same as the genetic seed. It's it's a massive government worldwide overtake. The the, the farmers in South America are using Coca Cola to fertilize their field because it has such a high Roundup content and a sugar <laughs> content which neutralizes the crop. That it's doesn't the sound crops. Right. That oh, sounds it, like no, it's right out of idiocracy. Terribly true.
0: It's it, it's it's ungodly. Th- they Dude, might have shared ingredients,
1: but I don't think that Coca Cola ha- contains Roundup. Pat,
0: or. thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate. it. I know you had more to talk about, but I got to get some other folks on the line. Feel free to call any other time as we continue here. Robert in South Carolina, listening to WTMa. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah,
11: uh, but thank you. I just I just wanted to say your comment a lot earlier about the policemen, you know, beating people down, and I just wanted to say that you know, policemen are bureaucrats. Uh, although they're the lowest level of bureaucrats, they're they're still bureaucrats. The bureaucrats don't want any more work than they really have to do. Mm-hmm. They just want to basically keep the peace, go home, and have an easy life. doesn't and, look that way when they're beating
2: people down. I don't want to keep down. the peace part, but the rest of it, yes.
11: So, so if they beat people down, that's a big problem for them, especially if that person gets hurt or seriously hurt or killed. You no, mean, it's not a problem. It's not a problem it. at all.
0: Maybe you haven't been paying attention, Robert, but over the last god many however many years i've been paying attention it seems like the police can absolutely get away with murder and in many cases they will actually receive a promotion or some sort of an award after the fact or paid leave, paid
2: vacation at the yeah. minimum
1: which is what they go for they go like i shout because you know if they've been caught on they've been caught on camera or, or audio saying like well I, we needed a paid vacation why don't we just go and shoot this guy and then we get a paid vacation rather than having to deal with the other paperwork
11: There's always a small chance that they're going to get caught and spend 20 years in prison like the guy who murdered Mr. Scott in North Charleston.
1: Uh, Well, I'm not Uh, familiar with that particular case. A very small
0: chance. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that case, but uh, in most cases, the police are not punished even if they are caught thank you for the call robert um we've seen countless cases where the police have shot people in cold blood with no real rationale beyond the cop claiming they were afraid for their life yep um and uh, you know i'm not going to go into any of the details because there have been so many cases i can't recall all of them but there's uh, too many
1: names that i have to keep remembering every time there's another police
2: you have like you have to realize what kind of people is the job that you're advertising going to attract so violent psychotic violent people do exist or people Mm -hmm. who just like to be violent you know excessively they do exist so if you have a job where you are allowed to be violent without consequences you're going you're to attract those people.
0: those people Yep, absolutely and then they're going to move up through the ranks because they started low they move up and then you've got corruption that rises through the ranks and the, you know the high level guys are backing up the low level guys and you know everybody's protected within yeah. the within the gang within the thin blue line which is you know this sort of gang symbol that they have for the until it's
1: so egregious that they can't cover it up and can't get away with it and then someone gets sacrificed
0: it's so rare that that it happens so because rare. usually it's egregious and they don't have to cover it up it's just egregious and they're like well he did it by the book it's totally fine remember that right. last guy was it duncan lemp i believe was his name the dude that's that not got even shot. the
1: last guy That's well, like right. that couple was a couple weeks ago. ago
0: yeah uh but uh, dude gets shot in his own bed or whatever he was still asleep Yep. by the the cops and but he was
1: a firearms owner so they knew that he might have weapons and in the they house. sat on
2: the warrant for two months being like this is the most dangerous person ever that's why you have to wait two months and do nothing <laughs> and then just bust in in the middle of the night shooting aimlessly one day let's
0: talk to joey in pennsylvania on youtube go ahead joey we talk
12: live. how's it going
2: man what's
0: on your mind joey hey
12: I've been listening to you guys for upwards of a decade man i really appreciate you guys being on live seven what? days a week but Thanks. um hey so um I was in the YouTube chat. I I see people saying, I don't want to wear face masks because it's my civil liberty to, you know, whatever, do whatever I want. And I'm I'm thinking, like, well, no, I understand, but I'm thinking, like, so facial recognition has been, like, one of the biggest threats our civil liberties for a couple years now. I mean, like, that's kind of one of my biggest worries anyway. Hold that thought,
0: Joey. We're going to come back to you here in just a moment. I want to make sure you have a chance to get your thoughts out. We'll do that uh, with Joey and your calls and thoughts. Also welcome. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Face masks. Some people are saying bring them on. They welcome it because they want to be more anonymous in public. That's fine, That's a good reason. That's fine. I'll listen to that argument any day. Do whatever you want. It's your face. You can put anything you want on it. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live, dial in toll-free, and bring up what you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like Freedom, 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Bitcoin.com, place you can go to get started learning about the world of Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. It's There's a lot in the news right now about Bitcoin having its having, uh, having The halving. It's, yes, they are going to Albany. go through a halvening, which happens tomorrow, actually. By this time tomorrow night, it will have happened. It's about, I think, 6 p.m. Eastern time is when it's supposed to go down. Um, there's really no like fanfare for this. It's just a thing that happens in the Bitcoin network where the amount of Bitcoin that is awarded to the miners which is roughly every 10 minutes this uh bitcoin block cut in half it will be cut in half from 12 and a half bitcoins to 6.25 bitcoins so that's a big deal it happens only every few years like three or four years or something like that and it gets longer
1: in between right does it okay
0: that wouldn't surprise me but i don't know i've never really looked deeply into that I i believe that's possible but it seems like every few years, so I don't know okay. how much longer it, it gets, because it's happened this will be the third time in eleven years. Okay. That it's that it's gone like this. Uh, so that's kind of a big deal for a lot of folks. Some people say they think that the price of Bitcoin will go up after the halvening. I don't think that, yeah, at least the last time it happened, I don't remember seeing that happen immediately. And it's it, a known event, so yeah.
1: that that price increase should already, it's already be already factored in. in. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't think you're going to see a huge shoot up or anything like that. But it is true that the supply will be lowering, which means that maybe over time you will see a, a price rise. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so I think we'd all like to see happen. But regardless, you can go to bitcoin.com learn more about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash cryptocurrency at Bitcoin dot com we go back to Joey in Pennsylvania you were calling about uh, face masks and I wanted to make sure you had your uh, chance to get your thoughts out so go ahead
12: yeah no okay so um look I work at a paper mill where um, people are working twelve hour shifts and it's a hundred degrees in there Whew. and we're required to wear face masks so people there don't Brutal. like to wear face masks and I understand that because it's uncomfortable but if we're talking about just going out in public for you know, for food or for for whatever for you know fifteen minutes, a half hour. Why would you not want to do that? Like I said, the one of the biggest threats in my mind to your personal liberty is is facial recognition over the last couple of years. So why is it such a problem for people to just just throw a face mask on and conceal your identity? Well, I don't for, think your average 20?
2: person is worried about that. Not that they shouldn't be, but I don't think that they are. And there, are, I mean, there are some conflicting. It's not just pure benefit, right? There's still some cost to that. So it it lowers your oxygen intake. It's dirty because you're carrying it wherever you're carrying it in your pocket or whatever. You can't wear it while you're driving, or you're not supposed to anyway. I used
1: to drive with a face mask on, and the,
2: well, the one guy like passed out open. and crashed from that. And it's then, so kind of like, if they want to find you, like, they can still scan your eyes. They can still
0: check your you've got analyze a phone. your walk. If you've got a your phone you got phone, and your
2: phone's probably in your pocket. Yeah,
0: uh, look, I don't disagree with you, Joey. If if what you're seeking is maximum privacy, then man, wear the wear the face mask. Yeah, I, I'm in favor of right. people being able to do what they want to seek whatever level of privacy they feel is necessary. And now that it's more socially acceptable to do it by all means yeah. do it from my right. perspective to answer your question of why not like why don't i want to do it is because i feel like these things are detrimental to humanity i think that being uh, in a society where people are re- you know regularly covering themselves up i don't want to live in a place where women wear burqas either right like i don't want to wear live no, in no. a place where people have their their face obscured where you can't see the expressions that somebody is making I agree. So that's I one agree. of the major reasons for me. I, I agree, but
12: temporarily, when there is a health benefit, or a, a, apparently a health benefit, I mean, is it really the biggest cost?
2: Well, I don't, I, make- I, have no reason to believe the temporary part.
12: Yeah, that's well, a good I,
2: mean, you might not a big, not. I you don't really
1: not. understand the whole health benefit part either. But if you want to make the argument for facial recognition and keeping your privacy, that's I'll hear that argument. all day. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll take and that. Like,
2: you, and for have me have personally... Not, uh, since they can find out what they want about me anyway, I would rather – the I, I yeah. part of me would almost rather, like, my NSA agent or my FBI agent probably more, like, he'd be able to like, get on their computer and be like, okay, Melanie's at, like, some, like, mundane place, Th- then
1: – as if you're carrying your phone with you, they already know. Like, yeah, own, and they, they don't already don't know. The it's like, okay,
2: I'm, okay, Reese, I'm going to get groceries. I'm going home. Like, but I'm going to the park. Oh, like, but, whatever. But how do you not understand
12: the health have – you, have you held your hand – from your face five inches away with a face mask on and with a face mask off and cough you can feel the difference right I so mean, it, you tell me this, okay well it, don't
2: it, i mean if you're over like four years old just like don't cough into the air i mean
1: so i sent i sent this article to mark and i'll have to find it again um some weeks ago they did a study yeah. here you go mask fails to filter virus in coughing covid19 patients so the masks, okay. the masks don't stop viruses. The, the the majority of masks that people are wearing don't stop viruses. Mark had a concern about viral load, right? And this study out of I think it was Korea basically said that the viral load of wearing a mask versus not wearing a mask was negligible and insufficient at best. Okay. So wearing a mask well, versus the- not wearing a mask has no bearing on and, whether like, or not you're going to pop the into virus. Your
2: shoulder- Okay, so now maybe there's some virus on your shoulder and you can take your shirt off at the end of the day and wash it. Versus yeah, coughing into that'd a mask bad. that's now full of whatever still on yeah. your face. Like, that seems worse.
0: Yeah, I mean, people for a long time have coughed into their shoulder and that's... A- completely effective way to do it if you want to stop a cough from shooting out all over the place. Uh, So there's ways to do it. Plus, there's just the, you know, whatever level of uncomfortability of having a thing on your face. Uh, And I would say completely unnecessarily. If somebody is afraid, because again, the other aspect to this, Joey, is, and by the way, thanks for the call, man. I do appreciate hearing from you tonight. The other aspect of this is, the idea here is, well, there's these certain people who are particularly susceptible, right? Elderly people with comorbidity conditions. They should stay um, home. You know, certain people, obesity, for instance, people like this, they're, they they can stay home if they want to. Right. But these people want to go out too, right? Like, nobody wants to be stuck at home. So you have to stay so home now so they can go. So they're they not saying you have out. to stay home. They're saying you have to wear a mask. So and they you, are, to
2: some extent, saying you have to stay home for the most part. Like, you're not allowed to. Run your business. You're not allowed well, to go sure, to work sure. because they have and, this issue. But that they want to be able to go to, be go to go to the grocery store.
0: They want to go go to the grocery store. You want to go to the grocery store. They're saying, "Well, my rights are are more important because I'm potentially going to get ill. So all the rest of y'all have to wear masks when right. they could just stay home and have somebody deliver their groceries."
1: And here's the this is this is the part that doesn't benefit them either, right? Like I'm saying with this study and the masks in general, they're not actually being protected by anyone wearing a mask. Because the vast majority of people of the mask, the cloth mask that people are wearing, don't stop the virus, right? They're not virus protective masks. They look good. They're cool. They're fashionable. They make you feel like you are. So they're going to go out thinking that they're protected Mm -hmm. because everyone's wearing a cloth mask and they're going to get sick and wonder why. Because it doesn't offer any level of protection.
2: And we're not talking about masks anymore. There are no more masks to be had. We're talking about whatever random piece of cloth was laying around your house, or if you had a bandana, right. or you yeah. went out and bought like a...
1: And even if they are wearing the official N95 surgical mask, the vast majority of people don't know how to wear those properly, mm-hmm. and so they don't. And so they pull it like... They walk, and then they pull it down on their face, to scratch their nose, or whatever, and they put it back. It's already contaminated. So, like, there's no protection there either. Yeah. So when I talk about the health risks, the vast majority of people wearing masks have no protection for themselves or others.
0: Right. And then there's also the concern of... You know the buy-in. You're buying into these this propaganda that yep. if you're wearing the mask, you're making this place that you live in, wherever you are, look more like this medical authoritarian world. And I don't want to contribute to that. Yep. So I think from the humanity aspect, all the sort of practical aspects you pointed out, uh, and from the aspect of I don't want to contribute to this sort of new new so-called new normal or new society or whatever, I don't want to be a part of making that happen, making that more real in people's minds. I want to counter that
15: So I moved to the Shire to join people who were actually working towards doing the same thing.
14: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, connect with others via the forum at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up what you want here on the radio with us in the studio tonight. It's Ian, Richard Rich, and Melanie. Our number's 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. Free Talk Live we will be attending Fork Fest because. No one can cancel ForkFest, at least no one's in charge of ForkFest. In theory, the campground could close. Ah, but then we can move locations
1: of ForkFest.
0: And that would be interesting, right? Because then I think you'd get competing ForkFests. Okay. Because, you know, it's decentralized, right? So if somebody's A
1: ForkFest con- is so big it could not be contained by one location.
0: Well, I don't know if it'll be bigger. Uh, you'll probably have smaller ForkFests in that particular case. Work with the case. marketing man. Uh. You, well you can market it however you want just don't want people to be disappointed if they show up and there's only like two dozen people there uh like it was the first year so you know who knows how it's going to pan out right now rogers campground is saying they plan to be open uh coming up june 29th until july 5th and as long as they plan to be open fork Fest is going to happen there i think uh, Forkfest Party. At least that's where I'm planning to go. I think that's where Free Talk Live will be set up. But if they are closed, we'll certainly let you know. I've heard Jay Noon is already talking about offering his property, nice uh, as a potential location. So you know he's probably gonna have to like rent some porta potties or whatever, and who knows what the shower situation is gonna be like there. So it might be a little more. That's of a, camping. There's no be,
1: showers at camping.
0: It might be a little more of a roughing it kind of uh, Forkfest in that particular case. So Forkfest Party is where you can go to learn more. It's June 29th until July. 5th one of the best things you can do to ensure this event happens is to go ahead and register your campground uh, to to register your rv site or your campsite Uh, there's even a motel on the site over at rogers campground call them up or use their internet registration to you know say hey i'm going to be there because the number of registrations they've got for both the porcupine freedom festival and fork fest is down uh this year just due to the the circumstances so i don't want to
1: deter anyone but i'll ask you if you know there were some concerns that been whispered about about the campground being open but not to out-of-staters so residents only do you, do you do you know anything about that if um, Rogers, that I have, was in
2: an executive order but i think it depends on how long that executive order lasts okay. and whether it's extended
0: yeah we don't know right now what's going to go on with that i would say if that does get in if that particular order does get enforced to some extent or implemented at roger's the best bet would be to just simply lie. Okay. Uh when you register for the camp campground. You know, like, yeah, I live here. Okay. Or whatever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who cares? Problem solution. Uh, Good yeah. job. So eight fifty-five, four fifty free. That's the toll free number. We're gonna continue here and go to Gene the Christian anarchist. He's on our Discord lines. Go ahead, Gene.
14: Oh, I guess uh it's Gene the Karen Anarchist now. Uh oh. <laughs> After that last call that I made about uh union weenies who don't want to go back to work aria said that i was a karen on huh. the uh, For right. wanting but, oh well to
2: go to work
14: uh because i well, guess not i was here supposedly, today, so you know, can be I, I guess i guess i was a whining person that day about weenies who don't want to go back to work but anyway hmm. uh i wanted to do an update on our covid-19 patients we're now currently up to about a dozen patients tested positive for COVID-19. Are they being tracked All of them. traced?
1: Does the state know who they are and where they've been in contact
14: with? I think everyone is reported to the CDC, and so they Oof. become a statistic. Are you guys obligated
0: it, to report on your own customers? Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah.
14: Certain certain diseases have to be reported to your state authority. Geez, so much
0: for medical and, privacy, huh? I guess you don't get privacy from the yeah, state.
14: You do not get privacy from the state. So wow. that's something to remember about every piece of uh information you give to anybody. Right.
0: So if you care about your privacy, the best bet is to know never get tested for COVID nineteen. That way they don't know about it. You just live through it and you're fine. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, or I would you as long, never as get tested, as long as you live never get tested it. for that. Right.
14: Except for all of our patients are currently on chloroquine and ZPAC or azithromycin, mm-hmm. and they're all doing fantastic. Now, Great. most of our patients came in reasonably healthy, but we do have one patient who is a very high risk mm-hmm. and uh, actually on, uh, you know, has are
0: they elderly? Are they old?
14: Diabe- are they old? And, uh, well, about a little younger than me, but okay. with diabetes and uh, on. Um, you know, have to go in for, um, wow, I'm drawing a blank, you know, no, right?
1: hypertension.
14: No, obesity. it's diabetes where you go in for, then you hook up to the machine and the dialysis. Di- uh, okay. dialysis, that's it. But you said they're so, doing all right. Yeah. They're
0: on the, they're on the mend.
14: After four days, uh, th- that person was pretty sick, mm-hmm. but after about three to four days on azithromycin and chloroquine, they turned around and, Became healthy and currently are testing negative. So what I'm getting at is, uh, we know how to treat this thing. It is not uh, the the end of the world that they presented to us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and the end obviously, of the world
0: has been brought on us by the government, and they have destroyed correct the world as we know it.
14: the The economy is destroyed by the government, not by COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen is not destroying the. Environment and it, I mean the economy, and it's not destroying very many people. Currently, our we've, we're only talking about twelve patients now. We don't have a huge uh, database to go by, and but we do have the one high risk patient. All of our twelve patients are doing just fine. All, pretty much all of them have been completely recovered. Uh, we may be, get a couple more down the road here, but I think that we can safely say. We can get back to normal now. This is, it's no longer time for doing these crazy, you know, uh, well, crazy I'm with procedures. You, it was
1: supposed to be flatten the curve, yeah. right?
14: Like that was the initial
1: prognosis or whatever.
0: Now it's a new normal. Right. Everything's going to be different. Hey, Gene, thanks for the update. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Steven in uh, Virginia, listening to WNIS. Go ahead, Steve. Hey,
16: I just wanted to follow up on the whole mask thing. You know, I don't wear a mask because I have a full beard. So mask isn't going to do anything good for me. And the thing is that I see people, it's not doing anything good for them. It's not fitting their face properly. They're always got their fingers in their face, adjusting it. Yeah. The other issue is useless that, at that point. Right. So, so what's the point? Okay. The other issue is that there are places like, you know, the airline saying, Hey, you're not going to fly unless you wear a mask. And it's like, wait a second. Here's the thing. You know, there's the old saying that in war, the first casualty is truth, Mm -hmm. Right. And in a pandemic, I say the first casualty is sanity Yeah. because it's completely illogical to tell people that if you're not going to wear a mask, you can't be around a bunch of other people who are wearing a mask. What's the danger to them if I'm not wearing a mask and they are, Okay. Well, see, because it's a
1: double-filter mask. Both people have to be wearing a mask for it to be effective.
0: <laughs> well, And wearing illogical. two
1: doesn't help. It has to be you wear one and they wear one.
0: Yeah, great thoughts, Steve. Anything but, else you want to share? But here's Go the ahead. other
16: thing. Yeah. Here's to, just real quickly, uh, is the other thing is that not only is it illogical to, to, to make that kind of a, a, a demand of people, but the issue is that when it comes to, I, you know, this whole thing, as far as I'm concerned, can be summed up in two words, dry run. When they mm. talk about, oh, when we get the vaccine, people will be required to get the vaccine. Wait a second. If I don't want the vaccine, okay, what harm is it going to do to all those other people out there? Herd immunity. Line up and get the vaccine. Herd if immunity. Everyone's got to get, so vaccine,
0: gotta get it or it do. doesn't work. It won't do any harm. You're right. You're absolutely right. Right.
16: But the thing is that it, it's not going to affect them. They've got the vaccine. So the only other people that I could infect would be... Other people who also refuse to get the vaccine. So what's the problem there? That, I mean, there's no problem. The problem so from ridiculous. the state's viewpoint uh, is
0: you're not an obedient serf, and they want uh, you uh, to uh, be compliance. obedient. They want you, do you know to what? do what you're told.
16: Okay. Last thing. Do you know what COVID stands for? No. What? Cowardly, obedient victims of an insane deception
0: love nice. it thanks for the call steve i appreciate it man hey. good one 855 450 free like freedom let's talk to john in michigan listening uh, in grand rapids wtkg john? hello hey you're on the air hello yes we can have you, you hear me we have you go ahead okay
17: great program i enjoy you guys thanks. batting it back and forth to each other i live in the great state of michigan where the governor decided to do a mandate i am an essential employee. I work at a company that is basically a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I have to wear a mask, okay? I work on private property, and if I want a job, I have to wear a mask. Uh-oh. According to the governor's mandate, everybody that comes into my store is supposed to wear a mask. Hold that but thought, John. Is- I
0: want you to finish what you got to say, but I want to make sure you have time for it, so stand by. We'll continue with John. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. If you're already on the lines, we'll do our best to get you here. You can dial us up at 855-450-free. And with you in the studio, it's Ian Richie Rich and Melanie. Don't forget Richie's show. He's got his own thing that he does. It's a podcast. Yep. AnarchistExperience.com. The Anarchist Experience. What'd you guys cover last night or yesterday?
1: Uh, My buddy is upset that some of the restaurants uh, in Hawaii aren't opening, so he's trying to find a workaround to get one of them to violate the lockdown order. Excellent. Um, We'll see. We'll see if he's successful. It's hard as hell,
0: man. These business owners are so scared. Absolutely.
1: Uh, well, nice. that's the thing. So I think he, you know, his offer was like, what if we just fund them? Like, mm-hmm. well, we'll cover the legal fees or whatever. But you just open to the public. And then, you know, we'll- does he want
0: to cover $500 a day in fines? Cause that's know. what it might come might, down to. I don't know. He might. Uh, that's usually the, the big threat beyond jail is yeah. we'll hit you with a daily fine. So uh, going back to John in Michigan, you were saying, John, that you work at a grocery store. They make you wear masks. They are also telling customers to wear masks, and that's where we had to uh, to go to break there. So go ahead with your— So now
1: it's perfectly safe in your, the grocery
0: store. Go ahead with your story. At
17: my, gro- at my grocery store, they do not require you to wear masks. The governor is the one that says to require you to wear, to wear masks, okay? Basically what gets confusing is once you step on my property, my grocery store, it's private property. Mm-hmm. They can tell you whatever they want you to do and then they can offer you like, hey, would you like to come in? Would you like to buy a mask for a dollar or would you like to go someplace else? Your other caller prior to me was, didn't want to wear a mask on an airline. Yep. Hey, if the airline wants you to wear a mask, that's their their requirement. So, I mean, you know that well ahead of time. Okay, I believe this whole virus thing That's probably way too much because basically there was a story that there's a meat processing plant in BFE, Indiana. uh, 2,200 employees and 892 of them had the virus. So this has been going on for a long time. I'm sick of sitting in my house under house arrest for no reason. I would like my state to be opened up. What I would like you guys to do is basically you have all the time in the world. I would like you to go state by state. Michigan
0: basically has...
2: 4, why do we have all the time in the world? <laughs> and why does any other state care what I have to say?
0: Well, I want to hear what he wants us to do. Go ahead, huh. John. What do we want Can to do? You relax
2: on this a minute?
17: Okay, I mean, basically Michigan, the woman ain't doing her job because there's 40,000 people that tested, that have it. There's 4,000 people that died. Go to Illinois, they have 80,000 people, and they only have like 3,000 people that died. So it's also not, it's not her job to protect to anybody.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think her job is? LRN. i get you that you're uh, you're frustrated or whatever i wish i could have heard what he wanted us to do though Bill something yeah well let me get back in here real fast to this story from uh the washington times about the governor's orders are not laws so as he's talking about stillwater oklahoma where the mayor ordered business workers and customers to wear face masks but then there was conflicts between employees and customers so the mayor walked it back And city manager, uh, so the mayor walked it back and made it so only employees have to. City manager Norman McNichol issued a statement saying that many of those who objected to the face mask order, quote, cited the mistaken belief that the requirement is unconstitutional under their theory that one cannot be forced to wear a mask, said NBC News. And on that, McNichol also said, quote, no law or court supports this view, unquote. And the article at uh, Washington Times says, hmm. What that means is the American legal system does not specifically address the idea of government ordering citizens to wear face masks as a condition of entering places of business. Or any type of clothing. Because there has never before in American history been an issuance of such an order. There has never been before a time when free American citizens were ordered by their public servants to wear face masks, so it's never been challenged in court. So, therefore, it's not been addressed by law. McNichol knows this. He was just trying to turn a recommendation into an order and hoping the good citizens of Stillwater wouldn't notice. He was hoping the citizens would be so blowed over by the force of government that they wouldn't dare protest. And for the most part, it's worked. Uh, Read his next words as reported by Fox News. Quote, it is further distressing that these people, while exercising their believed rights, put others at risk. As mentioned, there is clear medical evidence the face coverings prevent COVID-19 spread. They are recommended by both the CDC and the Oklahoma State Department of Health. The wearing of face coverings is a little inconvenience to protect both the wearer and anyone with whom they've contact. Fake news. And And an unprotected person who contracts the virus can infect their own loved ones and others. Unquote.
2: No, I can't because none of my loved ones have the specific immunocompromised statuses that would cause them to be harmed by the virus.
0: Duck, dodge, shame, blame. As McNichol himself said, face coverings are recommendations, not laws. Recommendations. The city of Stillwater tried to morph those recommendations into mandates by issuing an order. But executive orders are not laws, and they only hold up to court challenge if they're in line with the powers vested to the government under the Constitution. And once again, the Constitution does not wither and die during government-declared national emergencies, particularly as the days and weeks go by and it becomes more and more difficult to justify the ongoing existence of the emergency.
1: I'd like to recommend all the governors take a long
0: walk off a short pier. Yeah. By the way, isn't COVID-19's curve flattening? State and local governments ought to look to Attorney General William Barr for guidance. I don't know about that. Uh, He wrote in April, quote, the Constitution is not suspended in times of crisis. He warned government officials on Fox News to stop the draconian practices, which is ironic from the attorney general, who, of course, is in support of all kinds of draconian practices. So I wouldn't turn to this guy for anything. But, you know, uh, as far as uh, things go, politics does make for strange bedfellows. Quote, if a state or local ordinance crosses the line from an appropriate exercise of authority, which I don't believe in, uh, uh, he says, to stop the spread of COVID-19 into an overbearing infringement of constitutional and statutory protections, the Department of Justice may have an obligation to address the overreach in federal courts. Although it doesn't look like they've been Uh, doing that. that's,
1: That's the old fight the states in federal court and fight the feds in the state court type of insider well, activism.
0: And it doesn't bother me to see state people fighting one another. Like, yeah. okay, fine. If they're busy fighting each other, then that's less time than they can spend going after like innocent people. So that doesn't bug me. He's, uh, the article says, again, executive orders are not laws. These people, like McNichol and his ilk, may try to pass them off as must-dos. They may try and slide them by as legal and lawful, and one and the same as pieces of legislation that have traveled the proper legislative routes, the proper accountable to the people paths, but courts have ruled otherwise and he gives examples Uh, bill clinton wrote an executive order banning government contracts with companies that kept strikebreakers on the payroll uh, slapped away at the appeals court level another of his orders requiring federal officials to provide services in languages other than english was killed by the supreme court the supreme court overturned several of former president franklin d roosevelt's orders and so on and so forth um, so, But the problem there is you still have to have the money to fight these things in court, Yeah, or you have to have a real friendly attorney who's willing to take on a case pro bono.
1: And you have to be willing to take that risk of getting arrested in order to give you the standing to yep. challenge it in court.
0: And unfortunately, most people are not willing to take that risk. So they just go along to get along. I hope your co-host can find somebody in Hawaii who's willing to do it. Me too. I'm it's interested when they do that. I hope we can find someone here in New Hampshire who's willing to do it. Uh, there was a lady who apparently owns some sort of a salon that I'd heard about, okay. but she hasn't made any news as of yet. So I don't know if he's, she's actually reopened. Well, or she's she, allowed
1: to be reopened real soon anyway, so it might not be. As well, but that's the thing.
0: When you say reopen, what that means is under the government's guide, guidelines, yeah. which are being issued as executive orders. And this whole article is, is pointing out that these are just guidelines. Yeah. So when is a business owner going to say, you know what, what when is a business owner instead of saying, oh, well, I'm going to reopen, but everybody's going to have to wear a mask, and we're only going to let one customer in at a time, and you're going to have to call for an appointment, you're going to have to wait in your car, and you're going to have to do all these things. So they're trying to like show how obedient they are. To all these mandates or whatever. Well,
1: the real answer to your question is when it's profitable to do so versus when it's profitable just to follow the guidelines. Yeah, that's a
0: problem. Yep, that's a huge problem because uh, you know you're going to make more profit if you do you, what you want, maybe, and what Wait, the customers no, want. No, that's
2: well, you're make more profit if you do what the customers want. Yeah.
0: Which well, if it's one on out of ten culture. people, if it's one out of ten people who want to go back to normal, I would want all of those people to come to my business. Yeah. You know, I, that's to me that that makes a big difference. Um, But unfortunately, we're not seeing that happen because, well, business owners aren't in business to take a risk like that. They took different kinds of risks. They risked a lot of money. They risked a lot of their time to try to do these things, but they're not usually willing to risk going up against the states. Uh, She says here again, if the government holds the authority to declare national emergencies and then government holds the authority to order citizens at will using these emergencies as justification, think think where that leaves the Constitution, in a dust pile of tyranny. In times of national crisis, it's incumbent upon the citizens to ensure their civil rights are upheld, because simply put, government is not going to do it. Remember, executive orders are not laws. So, while I don't agree with the system, I don't consent to it. Unfortunately, most people do believe in it. And even under that system, everyone should be saying looking at these government orders these governor's orders and saying these are just recommendations these are not mandates if you want to open your business tomorrow i would if i were you i'd put a sign up on the door that says enter at your own risk that's all you need that's it and then you can run things however you want and that should go
1: without saying anyway indeed
0: hey out of time today back tomorrow join us online in the meantime freetalklive.com Some of you asked, and now we've delivered. LRN.FM's live Keene, New Hampshire studio shows are now streamed in HD on Twitch. Visit our channel at twitch.lrn.fm and give it a follow. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription on Twitch. If you use it on our channel, Twitch will give LRN.FM a monthly piece of your Prime subscription cost. So please watch, follow, share, and subscribe to twitch.lrn.fm. That's twitch.lrn.fm.
15: This is a pandemic survival alert and the most time-sensitive messages you will hear this year. You still have time to plant a one-acre crisis garden and secure a supply of your own nutrient-dense food. But time is running out, and it's one deadline you don't want to miss. Who should plant a crisis garden? Individuals, families, churches, communities, anyone or any group that sees hard times ahead. Let's face it, even the mainline media is talking about food supply disruptions and the growing number of grocery store workers who are becoming sick. But there's more. Packing plants are closing, mile-long lines at food pantries, and more farmers now in financial trouble. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables this summer may be the single most important thing you do. Go to SurvivalSeedBank.com and watch the new video to understand what we're really up against. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports, too. Don't wait. Every minute counts. Go to SurvivalSeedBank.com. That's SurvivalSeedBank.com.